Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all know how this thing go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every day with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. With that being said, let's go ahead and kick it into the first song of the day, and then let's go ahead and come back so we can have fun and all that other good stuff. Amen. Amen. You deserve 
I ain't even gonna cap. I gotta go ahead and play the reprise because that blessed me. Keep going. It's okay. You deserve my washed up ass. You deserve my praise. Oh Lord, adoration and glory. It belongs to you and all of you. Oh Lord, you deserve it. You deserve my worship. You deserve my praise. Thank you, Jesus. Adoration and glory. It belongs to you. And only to you always. Oh, oh, for your goodness and your mercy. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, glory to God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hold on. Hold on. We finna kick into the prayer. Just a second, Jordan. Give me, give me just a second. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I pray that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a little conversation, a little inspiration, with a little attitude, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you're definitely going to have some of those. But if you trust in God, rely on God, and depend on God, guess what? All things tend to work together for your good. With that being said, let's go ahead and cut into our prayer. Y'all know I like to start the day off with a little prayer. I like to start off in prayer. So let's go ahead and kick it into prayer really, really quickly, and then we come in right back. Is that all right? All right, let's go. Father God, we thank you. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you right now for your grace, your love, your mercy, and your peace. God, we thank you, oh God, for waking us up, oh God, with a sober mind. God, with a righteous mind, with a mind that wants to love on you and your people. God, we thank you that you woke us up with the activity of our limbs, that even as we came close enough to sleep and slumber, oh God, that you did not allow death to overtake us. You did not allow our hairboard to become our tombstone overnight. So God, we thank you, oh God. We honor you and we praise you, oh God, because you protected our faith, our family, and our finances as we slept and slumber, as we slept on tonight, God. We thank you that you allowed us to rise on this morning, oh God, with the roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, God. We thank you, oh God, for food in our belly. God, we thank you for transportation, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for all the amenities of life that you have blessed us with. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise right now, even before we go through our day, even as we go into our day. God, we just take this moment to reverence you, respect you. Father, we give you the first portion of our day that you may rest, rule, and reign through the remainder of our day. God, we tie our time unto you right now, God, that you will have your way. God, throw your weight around in Jesus' name. And Father, even as we pray on today, we also take a moment to thank you for the life of Jesus, for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, that we may be still considered righteous even on today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit being given unto us, that we will know how to navigate ourselves through the corridors of life. Father, we also take this moment to repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. Father, if there's anything in us, oh God, that causes us to stumble, if there's anything, oh God, that causes us to uh, offend our brother, oh God, and our sister, oh God, we ask that you will take it away from us, oh God, remove it from us, oh God. God, creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit that we'll be able to walk in forgiveness concerning the people that may have harmed us, offended us, sinned against us, wronged us. And God, we thank you now because even as we pray, we believe by faith that all things are working together for our good. Father, we stand in unity on this morning in this room and we thank you for the people that is connected to this room and to this podcast and everything that we are connected to. Father, we ask that you will allow us to continue to be a light into the earth, God. Allow us to continue to decree and declare the oracles of God. Let us continue to hear your voice, oh God. Father, we ask that you'll remove the uh, the stoppers from our ears, remove the stony heart, remove the scales from our eyes that we may be able to hear you, see you, and feel you, oh God, everywhere we go. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you're even anointing our hands right now, that everything we touch shall be peaceful, prosperous, and productive, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that everywhere we go, oh God, you're touching our feet, that we shall have dominion and authority, oh God, and we thank you because as we pray now, God, we know that you're giving us these things, Father. So we wait in anticipation for you, and we say thank you, O God, for you setting your word that when we pray, believe that we have received it, and it shall be so. So God, we decree it that it is so on today. We decree that it is so on today, and as people come in here to listen, laugh, and learn, Father, we thank you, O God, that they are being elevated, educated, and entertained. And it's in Jesus' name we thank you. Now give God a hand clap of praise. Wherever you are, give God a hand clap of praise. We thank you for what God is doing. God, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. Oh, all right. We're going to stop. We're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. Prophet, why are you playing that instrumental in the back from I'm Curious? You said what? <laughs> you playing that instrumental from the song, I'm Curious. Uh, I know what's I on your mind. I'm, you praying like, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, why don't start with me this morning? <laughs> Listen, let me go ahead and get into my next song. Y'all know it is Throwback Thursday. It's Food for Thought Thursday where we get in here and have great conversation. But we also play some great music from back in the day. Y'all know I love to keep it gospel but I also like to switch it up every now and then. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and cut to another song real quick. A little throwback from Canton Jones, and then we coming right, right back. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and ping the room. Go ahead and share some room. Tag some people in the comments and all the other good stuff. Let's get some people in here. Let's get them live. Let's get them active. Let's make sure that that's 
starting their morning off the right way because once you start your morning off the right way, it tend to go a little bit, you know, it tend to go the right way. With that being said, let's get to this song and then we're coming right, right back. I'm a face day. I'm a face day. I'm a face day. I'm a face day. I'm a face It's time to stand up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. When I'm driving on 285 and somebody cut me off and flip me the bird, uh, I'm a stay safe. When I'm playing ball and they filing dog and I hit the floor and get up and say a word, uh, I'm a stay safe. When I'm walking through the mall with my wife and somebody's still attempting to catch her eye, I'm a stay safe. When I go to the refrigerator and somebody look at my sweet potato pie. I'm a stay 
Good morning and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so I'm working out, maybe you called off work today. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and get into the scripture of the day. Y'all know how it is. We always like to get our little scripture and our little word in right before we start, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, things tend to go a little bit, a little bit better. And that includes you getting some word in your life, getting a little scripture in your life. You know what I'm saying? You got to build your own self in, in the word of God. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who it was that said it yesterday, but you can't always depend on your preacher, your pastor, and all these other people to give you the word of God. Actually, no, you got to read the word of God for your self. Amen. Amen. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and read the word of God. And I'm going to go ahead and give y'all my little interpretation of what God is saying to me because each and every day for the last couple of years, several years, even before I started doing Waking Up with the Prophet, I started doing something called the daily briefing where we would get up, do the same little regimen, get up, pray. Uh, we would worship for a little bit. We would get into the word of God. And I believe that this is something that, you know, a lot of people need to get back into building devotion time with God. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about it yesterday, even like, what do you sacrifice with God? If you're giving everybody else your time, then what time do you? give to God? How is it valuable unto him? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we're going to talk about more of that good stuff later on. But for right now, let's go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. <sighs> da, 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 da. All of a sudden, my computer screen want to go black when I want to get to the scripture of the day for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. But okay, there it go. So scripture of the day today comes from Micah. <laughs> it actually comes from Micah. Micah chapter number six, starting at the eighth verse. And I would be deep and put, put on some organ music since Jay Wild was talking about Jay Wild was talking about my little hip hop background music. So I'm gonna throw on some organ music while I read this scripture. Amen. Amen. So the scripture of the day comes from Micah chapter number six. Micah chapter number six, starting at the eighth verse. And I'm going to read from the New International Version, brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And it reads. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I'm going to stop right there because that's all the scripture gives us on this morning. And I'm not going to add to it, nor I'm going to take away from it. But I tell you, each and every day. I may not be nobody's pastor, senior pastor, doctor, theologian, or expert, but I do believe I am a prophet of God who has been sent to give the word of the God, uh, to give the word of God and declare the word of God. I'm sorry, my dog down here trying to bite at my foot. But in this scripture on today, it simply asks the question of what does the Lord require from you? And I love the scripture because in the B clause of it, it says for the Lord, hmm, for you to walk humbly with the Lord, for you to love mercy, and for you to act just. I'm not going to be too deep today. Because that ain't my job. I believe it's to lead people to Christ. And to point them in the direction that they should go. This scripture literally le lets us know on the day. 
that you just walk humbly with the God that you serve. Walk merciful. Love mercy. Live a just life. Don't be out there being criminals. Don't be out there being stupid. But live a just life amongst all people. Be merciful unto all people. Because while people are talking about this is the year of exposure, this is the year that we're telling all of these secrets and all this other stuff, be careful because you got secrets too. Be careful because you can find yourself on the side of allegations too. Walk humbly with God this year and show mercy to one another. Just as you would want somebody to show mercy unto you. All right. All right, now give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> give God a hand clap of praise. I told you, I ain't gonna be too deep. <laughs> You know, I'm, hey, I'm going to get my little Easter speech and get on out the way. Period. Get my little Easter speech and get on out the way. The scripture lets us know to walk humbly with God. And I'm going to start trying my best to put these scriptures in the um in the chat so you guys can study and meditate on them day and night. I believe in being rooted in it. And the series that I teach about being rooted, I tell people that, guess what? You got to start meditating on scriptures day and night. Just like I get up in the morning and read scripture, every night before I go to sleep, I'm listening to some type of sermon. I'm listening to some type of message. I'm listening to some type of gospel or something that is going to keep me rooted and grounded in the word of God. Meditating on his word day and night. With that being said, though, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. I'm to go ahead and cut to the next song so we can get ready to check in like i said if you haven't already go ahead and ping some people in the room go ahead and share the room y'all know how it is this is the wake it up with the prophet morning show podcast clubhouse room and we just like to have fun i love getting in here being deep having those deep conversations but i also like being able to come in here and laugh joke and listen to music you know what i'm saying it's almost like i be mean y'all in real life but y'all somewhere virtual but y'all can always watch me on facebook so we can look like we see each other in real life amen <laughs> amen look let me cut to the song and then we coming right right back let's go another Throwback. I'm not gonna 
Good morning, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And, yes, yeah, 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 clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Good morning, everybody. You are now tuned in to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, maybe you always on the clock, whatever the case may be. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right prayer, right music, all that stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Things tend to go a little bit better. I'm not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no aggravation, irritation, and frustrations, because you're definitely going to probably have some of those, because life's going to lie, people going to people. But when you trust in God, God going to always be God. And guess what? He continues to orchestrate your day and do it the right way. Amen. Amen. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and check in. Y'all know how I am with checking in. I love checking in on my community. I love checking in on the people that God has connected me with. I believe it's not by accident or connect. It's not by accident or coincidence that God has uh, connected me with anybody in my life. I believe by faith that any person that is connected to me, that God did it, did it for a divine reason. So I believe in checking on the people connected to me. And we check in each and every day here on Waking Up With The Prophet with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your day? You know what I'm saying? On a scale of one to ten, how are you feeling this morning? You could be feeling like a one. But hopefully by you coming into this room or connecting with us, by the end of the show, you'll probably be on a... You know, three or four or two, something, you'll feel better than how you're feeling. If you start your day on a three or four or five, you know what I'm saying? We hope that, you know, by the end of the day, that you can either go up or even spread some of that love to somebody else. Amen. There's no point in you always being happy if you can't spread some of that joy to somebody else. Now, hey, now if you're not having a good day, like Miss Tab said, don't go messing up somebody else's day. But if you're having a great day, spread the love, spread the joy, spread the excitement. Give another reason, give another person a reason to be happy. Amen. Amen. With that being said, let's go ahead and check in. Yeah, y'all know I always gonna, I'm always gonna kick it off. I'm always gonna start off. So, Prophet, it's on you. Do-do-do-do. All right, cool. Um, I was gonna throw my organ back on to check in, but I had felt like I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can check in with the organ because the organ too slow. I'm gonna have to get some old deep. I'm gonna have to practice my organ voice because I don't got the right organ voice. But um, uh, I'm having a good day, just like today. Uh, January 4th, I'm on the 4th. 
Uh, that's just how it is. Today is January 4th. I'm on the 4th. Um, just like everybody else, I came into the new year excited about the new year. But, hey, I got some uncertainties, you know what I'm saying? Some things that's weighing on my spirit. But I tell people all the time, when we go into a new year, we got to remember that we're still in the same season. And though the year may shift geographically, it takes us shifting our conditions to actually shift, you know what I'm saying, the season that we're in. Seasons don't change because of time zone. Seasons change because of conditions. That's just me and what I believe. So even as I go into the next week or so, I'm shifting my conditions. You know what I'm saying? That's what, you know, some things that I'm working on right now, even though I'm on a four and it's kind of hard to shift the conditions, I'm praying that, you know, by the end of this month, that God will allow me to shift my conditions and my season will continue to line up with the word of God that he has given me. So yeah, I'm kind of excited about that so far, even though the word of God that I've released for this year, I'm already seeing it come to pass. I'm already seeing it, you know, come out. Um, and I'm actually going to be releasing the written word, um, of course, on my website on tomorrow. And I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but yeah, just continue to pray for me because I'm sure by the end of this show, I'll probably be on the five, even though I'm on the four right now. Um, as far as the weather, yeah, I know it's cold. It's officially winter. You know what I'm saying? So it's been cold lately. It's 33 degrees with a high of 50. We supposed to get a little sun. So I'm excited about that. Today is my prep day um, for the weekend. I have a busy weekend. Um, I have some promotions that I have to do tomorrow. And then Saturday and Sunday, I think I have to actually model at a convention or something like that. So today is going to be the day that I actually, you know, get my calendar and my schedule together for this weekend, as well as go to storage and pick up some of the supplies that I need to get for, you know, for this weekend. Um, but that's it. Y'all know for breakfast, ain't no breakfast right now. Y'all know I don't start eating until y'all start talking. So whenever y'all start talking, I'm going to start eating. And yeah, that's about it. Listen, I'm excited about today's show. That's why I said, make sure y'all ping, make sure y'all refresh and all that other good stuff. Invite people because people be want to ask me after the show what I think about this, what I think about that. And I'm kind of like Ricky Smiley this morning. If you want to hear about what I think about anything, I'll be on Clubhouse. I'll be on live five days a week for almost four to five hours a day. Y'all can go watch and and, tap and and then we can talk about it later. But I don't be I don't be feeling like repeating myself too often. So yeah, we gonna we gonna have an exciting show today because we are gonna talk about everything that Cat Williams said. We are gonna talk about some other things that's happening in the government and the culture right now that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to because we can be so easily distracted by the world or yeah we can be so easily distracted. Period that we can you know miss certain things that are happening in the world. And I think we need to always not only be aware of what's going on in the community and in our culture but we need to also you know know what's going on around us geographically you know what i'm saying amen but yeah with that being said pull to refresh see who you guys are on the stage if you haven't already go ahead and share the room go ahead and ping some people in the room and we're gonna get it started in that order amen all right jy it's on you sir i can turn my christmas music off now yeah, man, that that, that taxi music uh, theme music is killing me, bro. <laughs> it's, it's killing me, man. I'm wait. I'm just waiting for the operator to answer the phone. Okay, <laughs> okay. I got my own music. Father God, today, I'm so we weak. come checking in right now. I'm so weak. <laughs> <laughs> You speak in tongues by spelling Coke backwards. E-K-O-C. E-K-O-C. It is 37 degrees with a high of 57 and it is foggy here. Ah, my, nah, my, nah. I'm so weak. Why did he put this white music? <laughs> Palm the river, roll their boat. Palm the river, roll their boat. <laughs> 
Palm the river road, Yeah, I'm Eva. Listen, yeah, I, just, I was listening to Ricky Smiley this morning, man. So we got to get into it. But yeah, man, I'm a, I'm on a good foe. My 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 hair hurt. My body hurt, man. This um this uh, RA is no joke at times, y'all. Pray for a brother. Um, I had to give in and get back on the steroid. I was waiting for this medicine to kick in that I'm taking. It takes like three months for it to get in your system. That's crazy, yo. And my whole body was just hurting, man. I mean, I couldn't even move. So I had to give in and take the steroid again because um, I don't like taking them. I, um, I know uh, Ebony knows about it because it makes your sugar go up at times and you can gain weight. And I was losing a lot of weight. So I'm going to have to walk it off. I'm going to have to be like your boy, uh, William Murphy, and walk it out. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where we at? Uh, I had uh, some McDonald's this morning. Yeah, I went in and gave in and got me a, um, a, what's that, a biscuit, a bacon, egg, and biscuit sandwich. As I'm talking about losing weight, man, that is some oxymoronic crap right there, bro. That don't make sense. Um, but, yeah, man, um, we doing all right. I can't wait to have this conversation. I can't wait. I can't wait because, you know, it's hilarious. We was just talking about this about a month or so ago about, like, uh, Kings of Comedy and Comedy. Yeah, comedians. Like, that was last we were, month, I think. We was, yeah, we was just talking about it. Like, we went into a whole soliloquy about who can do this, who can do this in the top five. And ain't it funny that it came around and your boy got on Shay Shay and was like, let me tell you something, Shay. <laughs> the problem is that when a pimp named Slickback come on, okay, all right. Anyway, I can't I'm wait to hear this conversation, y'all. Man, I'm looking forward. Y'all be blessed. Listen, we're gonna have fun with this one today because you're right, Joe. We just had this conversation um, in the room, probably like less than a month ago. I think that was last month um, in December. We was having this conversation, which is kind of prosthetic. It was kind of interesting, kind of a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was just having this conversation. And when I tell you, he came in and went in. I'm talking about he aired it out. And I should have took some cliff notes. But when I tell you, the internet and tore it all to pieces. The Lord have mercy. <laughs> I knew half of what was going on before I even watched the full interview. I said, Lord, man, it's a lot of quotables, man, all over the place, man. Man, hey. I said, leave it to the internet. Hey, I'm going to just say this. Shout out to my man, Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp is like, uh, those you don't, don't know, he's a former football player, Hall of Fame tight end, played for the Denver Broncos, I think, and the um, Ravens. Um only brother I know that can get a television show or, and get on the news who says more words out of his mouth than normal. Like, I feel like he says he only person who can say two words at the same time. Like, that's how. Yeah. Skip. Skip. I'm trying to get, skip. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to him, man. He did a great job. Um um, with that interview, man. I, if any of you are looking to do any kind of interviewing or whatever, or type of um, uh, journalism or whatever, like, bro, like, I don't know where he learned it from, but he does a great job at keeping people engaged and getting people to talk. And he set them up because I think he set up Ricky Smiley. I'm going to even lie. 
uh and he set up your boy uh 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 Sid. So uh look at them old 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 interviews, man. He set them jokers up, bro. So hopefully nobody will come for Kurt Franklin because it ain't Kurt Franklin was just on there not long ago. But shout out to my man uh Shay, Uncle Shay Shay. And um call it I take uh Methotrixate. I think that's what it's called. Um that's what they put me on. Uh yeah. It's a shot you gotta take every week. It's yeah, but it takes forever. Yeah, okay. Listen, we definitely finna jump into it. I'm gonna definitely give everybody a chance to check in before we, you know what I'm saying, hop on into it because there are some definitely some good things that Cat Williams said. There was some questionable things, there was some believable things, and there was some real spiritual, deep prophetic things that that uh Cat said. I ain't gonna cap. The boy showed some of his intellect. The boy showed that he I don't prophet. I, I about to say I knew somebody gonna catch on to it. Yeah, that boy he was he was he was a little prophetic in there. <laughs> All right, who we got next? Mama Lynn, Mama Lynn, it's on you. Do-do-do-do. She says she probably can't talk, but she did her check-in. I'll read it for her. I'm going to say it in her voice, too. <clears throat> I'm on a five. <laughs> Wait a minute, you got to lower your volume, JY. Lower your volume. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm on a five. You know she be sneaking when she delivering that mail. I'm... <laughs> I'm on a five, and it's 34 degrees here in Cincinnati. Uh, I had my coffee and water. <laughs> uh, I'm just on the five because I'm glad that God woke me up this morning, and I just can't wait to hear what you say. Cause you know, I, I, I grew up Baptist, and. Growing up Baptist, there was just certain things that we just couldn't do. And if my son was in here, he would tell you. Uh, <laughs> and that's I, I, where I'm at. JY, and that's where I'm at. Right. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Y'all are bad. Love you, Mama Lou. <laughs> did he do it accurate? Love, <laughs> love you, love you. Love y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so accurate. Lord have mercy, Ebony. It's on you. <laughs> good morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 36 degrees here in the DMV, getting up to a high of 44. Um, I'm drinking some Theraflu. My throat is on fire, and I don't know why. <clears throat> so, trying to get ahead of it um, and drink some Theraflu. I'm also catching up on my husband's documentation. I have a little journal where every day I kind of write like his progress of what happened that day. And I was like four days behind. So I got rain on the bus and I just been sitting here writing and catching up on that. Um, trying to will myself to get up and go to this hospital, but I'm really tired. Um, I might take today as an off day. I don't know. Um, in terms of breakfast, I don't know if we're going to eat breakfast. I took an Uncrustable out, um, so I might just eat that. Um, I have some bacon in there that I could maybe just heat up. I don't know. But um, let me see. On a scale of one to five, uh, five to three. If I wasn't tired, I'd be a little higher, but I'm really tired. So uh, that about it. I think that's it for my check y'all. And that's where I'm at. Love you, Mama Lynn. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Y'all are so funny. 
<laughs> All right, JY. I mean, no, not JY. Who it is? Keith. All right, Keith, I'm throwing it over to you, man. Go ahead and check in for us. Did it do? All right, he might be on. He might be on the phone, but if you all check his PTR, he did just pub. He has a new single that's getting ready to drop called He Knows by Keith Tisdale. New single featuring the Tory. I don't know who the last person is, uh, last name, but uh, be on the lookout for that new single. Uh, I can't wait to hear the new single by uh, Brother Keith Tisdale. Hallelujah. All right, new single coming out. I can't wait. Yeah, I know I'm going to go ahead and play I'm it about to say it's going to be played on here uh, with your, along with your boy K. Nix. Uh, uh, right. Uh, operatic solo. So it's, it's going to be off the chain. <laughs> no shade. No shade. Like, dude is, like, classically trained. So no shade. No shade. Listen, we're going to have to put him in the rotation. We're going to have to put him in the rotation for real. I got a but song, no, too, by the way. You might not know that. I used to, I, 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 I featured as a rapper back in the day. But, uh, uh, for fun, but yeah, I got a song too, man. I'm about to, I'm about to send it to you. Uh, how loud, JY? You for real? Yeah, dead serious, bro. Dead serious. Oh, well. okay. It, it was on my homeboy had a mixtape called The Message. It was a minute ago, though, like early 2000s, man. And they threw me on there. I had like four, four bars or so. And I hit, I, it was cold, man. I did my thing, man. But yeah, man, I got a song. And I was on another, another one of my homeboy songs too. I did the chorus. But yeah, man. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess some uh, some uh, I'm multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? I can tell jokes and I can do act. I can write. I can sing. I can preach. You know what I mean? I do it all, man. I can dance for a little bit for a big dude. Up, uh, up, uh, amen, amen. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I be doing the chicken head like crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not the chicken head, dog. Uh oh, we gonna we gonna leave that way and say, JY. I ain't even gonna hold you, dog. We're gonna leave that with it. <laughs> but listen, it's almost what, nine o'clock. And y'all know I love getting into news and hot topics. You know what I'm saying? Checking in on what's going on in the world, what's going on in culture and all that other stuff. And listen, it's Thursday. Ebony and I already made the announcement. It's Thursday. We need y'all to wrap this William Murphy conversation up because some of y'all is really being too deep. I mean, I'm talking about come on, like. I, I get it. I get it. We need to keep some stuff out of the church, and we need to keep some stuff sacred. But the way y'all going in about this, y'all acting like y'all ain't never had sex, or like y'all don't do nothing, like y'all don't listen to hip hop. Like I'm talking about, like we we didn't and we didn't had this conversation over here. Y'all act like. And I think Pastor Charles said it the other day. Like, like y'all was sneaking and listening to, to Stevie Wonder back in the day. Like y'all don't know who Betty Wright is. Like y'all, like I know. What have y'all women in the church listen to more Anita oh, Anita Baker than you listen to Anita Wilson? If y'all don't get on up out my face, I'm just saying. I just had to get that out of my spirit. But we finna go ahead and cut to the. <laughs> they like, who is Anita Wilson? See, that's that's your problem right there. Who opens doors? That eyes cannot see. That's Anita Wilson. You didn't even know. You didn't even know who Derek Holy was or that Tremaine See, that's different. So you cut that's it out. That's older. That's older. Even the older people, they supposed to know the Daryl Coley. They know more Anita Baker than Daryl Coley. Older than me. Daryl Coley outside of my age range. I ain't know that. I'm getting hip to him. These other folks who older, like, come on now, y'all. Uh, you listen to 
You listen to Al Green before he became a minister. What you talking about? <laughs> but they can still know what's current. You can still listen to that stuff and know what's current. We can do both things at the same time. True, but don't judge it. Don't judge it. I mean, come on now. You can't judge somebody for listening. I get it. Don't play it in the sanctuary. But don't judge somebody for listening to Swag Surf. If you listening to, you know, uh, Love and Happiness, I, don't I get think it. Anybody cares about what you listen to. The debate was about it being in church. I don't think anybody cares. So, about no, no, there was like another that. debate. There was another debate that went a little further about, oh, well, why uh, preachers like this don't even supposed to be knowing this type of music and stuff like that. Like, preachers don't listen to secular music. Okay, oh, my Lord. Good. Oh, my yeah. Lord. That's just that was the issue. Like, conversation went deeper to why, why he even know this music. Why he even know this song. Why he even know how to walk it out when he the man of God. Yeah, at, like, people don't got humanity. Let me tell you something. If we didn't listen to that music, the population would be a lot smaller. Come okay? on now. Because ain't Ain't nobody getting it on to I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Like it ain't going, it ain't happening. You gotta play some Jodeci. I want to hear that. I've been watching you. That's why I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Look, 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 look. I'm about to look. If my wife was here, she'd probably get pregnant right now. Listen, I'm telling you. Y'all, yeah, nobody, nobody is doing anything to no CC whiners and BB whiners. You know what I'm saying? Like a dick, no one doing it. love. You get convicted. You was back in the. Although I'm telling on myself, back in the day when you was like, you know, you know, sneaking and, and and tipping and dipping when you probably shouldn't be, and you had the radio on, and all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, revolution come on, and you're like, oh, I got to get up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got good plan with you there. Look, I knew I should do this. Stomp, come on the radio. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Never would have made it. Never would have did it. So, man. like, boy, like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, man. These folks and I had to bring up the point to some people that back in the day, it was always an issue for us as people to listen to rap. Why? I don't know. But y'all remember, that's why I played Canton Jones. Y'all remember when Canton Jones first came out, and a lot of people didn't really like but they praised him in their youth department to really listen to him for real. But then they was try- like, you know, that was a real divide when Cancer Jones came out. There was a lot of Christian rappers that was kind of in that way. I grew up in that area where it was really big. I know Canton Jones personally. And uh, I remember he came and he bust out because um, Canton Jones had the first song that ever made me worship to a hip hop song. It's called The Password. I was hoping he was going to play that. Yeah, Password uh, Jesus, yep. Um, because it's truly a worship song, like yeah. real talk. And people, because people have this misnomer that all worship songs are slow. They are not. Actually, the one song, um, um, To Our God, is actually a worship song. Uh, Israel Hilton got a song, um, is a, it's really fast. It's truly a worship song. But his song was a hip hop song. There's no other name that's higher than yours, Lord. There's no other name. It has nothing to think about God. It ain't nothing about everything so else. we call you Jesus. Jesus. And that, but, Oh yeah, that used to be my stuff. My healer. I pulled Provider. over, bro. I pulled over. I was driving home one day, man. I listened to that song. I pulled over and was going in straight tongues, bro. Like on a hip hop song. And then like, have you ever been going into worship and you feel weird and you like have an outer like experience moment looking at yourself like, nigga, what you going in like that for? Like, like I was like, I like, I'm going in on a on a on a hip hop song. Like, what's going on? But you know, a lot of people just had. What's, what's misunderstood is always demonized, flat out. 
whatever's misunderstood is always demonized. Uh, the rest of the reason why they don't want people to go to the movies or whatever, because they was afraid of where it will take your mind, where they say the idle minds is the, uh, the devil's workshop. So they're afraid that, that you'll take your, that what those things will cause up different imaginations and this, that, and the other. But they don't realize like a lot of these songs are anointed. Like I'm big, I'm big on 116. I'm big on Lecrae. I'm big on Triple E. Like I'm big on uh, um, Brandon P. Like I'm big on a lot of these like cold rappers. Like, and, and I get a lot of, like kids hit to it, they don't even know about it. So like, fuck me to just chill out, bro. Like, it is what if you can't handle it, then don't do it. Like, if you can't do this, then don't do it. We got to quit putting our own convictions. I'm sorry, I'm gonna play your song. We got to quit putting our convictions on other people. If that convicts you, then you walk that out with yourself. But as for me, I like me some good R good R and B. <clears throat> the pastor you was talking about the other day that was rapping. On my mama, on my hood. He from Austin, Texas. He got a church here, uh, not too far from my church, actually. I, my wife and I was visiting there before, and we kind of talked about our experience there too. It's a great. Oh church. yeah, I went to yeah, I went to that person's church before. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I told you we went to a church that we really liked. Before we found our church, we was having a hard time. They didn't really have a, 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 their their worship was very limited. Like it was a ceiling. They would not. They didn't because they don't they definitely didn't believe in tongues or whatever, but it was like so limited on what they can do. And um, but it was dude can preach. Like he can preach his butt off. Like he can preach, preach. But a lot of Baptist preachers can do that. Like they don't understand the art of preaching. Like, you know, um, but uh I really enjoyed it. That he does have a little swag to him or whatever. He kind of he's about my age too. Um, but yeah, when I saw it, like I wasn't surprised when I realized that was him. You know, but it ain't nothing wrong. He the one who got me hit the King George. I never heard. I never really heard of oh, King George Oh, you never before. heard of King George? Oh, King not George really. No. Oh. He said, he said, listen to King George in the car. I look, I want to look him up. I said, oh, dude, Cole, like, I want to see him live. Because I heard his, like, his live concerts I've seen on TikTok or whatever. He had this cold drummer that was killing it. I said, I got to see him live. Like, so, yeah, like, bro, he, he a pastor. Got me hit the King George. So, see, it is what it is. that's what I'm talking about right there. I like King George. I ain't going to cap. Too long if you want to stay. Well, I can't even think of the words to the song, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Can't stay too long. There you go. I got to keep moving. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's my girl, you waited. That's it. Yeah. I don't want it to. Yeah, that's my jam right there. Yeah, do code. Do ball. Got a good thing going on. Yeah, I like old school music like that, too. But that's because I was raised on stuff like that. I was raised on blues. I was raised on old school music in addition to, you know what I'm saying, gospel. Which is why I don't see why people act like, come on now, we humans. Like, come on now. We, we can't enjoy some good music now. Because that's what I be saying. I don't even want to be profit no more if I can't listen to some good music. I like October London. October London. I'm about to say, October like, London is dope, bro. It that man like sound Marvin like Gay. Marvin Gaye. So dope. Like, super dope. Like, man, back to the open. Oh, yeah, do code. Like, oh, Lord, I put, Lord, I don't want to go to hell for listening to October London. <laughs> like, it's dope. I love it. Uh, it's crazy. But no, let me go ahead and get to the song real quick, JY, so we can go ahead and refresh, and then we're going to tap in. And just because you said it, I'm going to go ahead and play, you know what I'm saying, your song. And listen, shameless plug, if y'all ever want to hear a song for real, for real, go ahead and send it to me in the chat, in the back channel. If y'all ever have a good worship song, share it to share it with me. That's the, our whole point, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no more back channel, boss. Ain't no more back channel. 
Okay, well, I mean, you better send it in the mod chat. Y'all know how to write somebody on Instagram, Facebook. Just, just listen, send it some type of way. I share the playlist on Facebook every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day when we make a playlist, I share the playlist every day. So if there's some new music that y'all want to share, you know what I'm saying, that y'all want us to hear, I always comment on the playlist on Facebook. Send it to me back, Channel. Y'all know we incorporate, we build it. All right, what so, you can also do is follow Wake Up With The Prophet on Instagram. And yep. on, you can send a chat of what you want to hear and he will get to it when he get a chance. Make sure you follow Waking Up With The Prophet on Instagram and on Facebook and all social media outlets. Boom. I'm going to use JY for the next promo that I do today. I'm going to have to chop it up, edit it, you share what I it. <laughs> all right, let me cut to the talk and then we coming right, right back. All right. All right, let's go. Oh, hold on. It's playing on my phone. Pause. Let me, let me. My dog, John, is just a hollering, just a hollering. Just a holler. There we go. Let's go. Once again, once again, The internet always malfunctions. Jesus, Jesus. 
ice with, but there's only one who brought you through. With a name that's above all nations, haters are fakers and gangsters, kill the prostitutes. There ain't another with his eyes on the sparrow, they can slip on the marrow, trying to arm me up a barrel in the middle of a battle, let me introduce you to the mighty images. King T, creative with weapon on heaven. The villain of the same, you know, welcome to the day we fly away and hide away in a secret place. It's time to face the fact, so to be trying to be fair and easy. Hypocrites trying to battle me, and when I believe, I'm a little Jesus Christ. In the day, my last breath will lead this life. And can't nobody change my mind, I've been refined and redefined by the divine kind of mind. Ain't no other name that's fighting on Alright, alright, that one first. Alright, alright, I should have played those out of order, but amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from, if you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't got a job, maybe you're always on the clock, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, all that good, right stuff. Listen, shameless plug, not really a shameless, but just a little plug real quick before we get into it. It's still cold outside, it's still hoodie season, and if you haven't already, make sure you head on over to amariusfan.com backslash shop so you can order your very own hoodie. Maybe it's a limitless hoodie. Maybe it's always on the clock hoodie. Maybe it's a waking up with a profit hoodie. Maybe it's a billionaire believer hoodie. Listen, whatever you do, go ahead and head on over to amariusfan.com backslash shop so you can order your official hoodie. Amen? All right, cool, cool. With that being said, though, it's time for us to go ahead and get back in it. It's time for us to go ahead and get back in it because the internet is in an uproar, and y'all know we like to keep up with news and hot topics, and right now the internet has been in an uproar. All down my timeline is Cat Williams because Cat Williams did an interview on Shannon Sharp's podcast called Shay Stay Club or whatever. And basically, just giving, you know, the rundown on the comedy industry, on his life, his background, all this other stuff. Like, I didn't even know he was Muslim or Islam or something like that. I seen, I was listening to the interview, and I seen on the interview where he was talking about him and Louis Farrakhan got a good old relationship and stuff like that. Like, he had went to the mosque and started hanging out with them. And I was like, oh, I ain't never knew that about Cat Williams. Because when you listen to Cat Williams, Cat Williams always acknowledging God. He always acknowledging you know what I'm saying? God and Jesus. So I was like, hello, is he Islam or is he Muslim? I no, I don't think. I think they just got a relationship. That don't mean that he's Islam. Okay, okay. He just real cool with him. Okay, that's cool too. Because I was kind of confused. I was like, hold on. But I wouldn't be surprised because Louis Farrakhan said he believed in Jesus too. So, hey, you never know. And I think that's the conversation we probably going to have too going into the rest of the month and, and the year and stuff. Because I told y'all this year going to be very confusing for a lot of times. I mean, for a lot of people and stuff. And I think one thing that we're going to see this year, and I shared it even in the group chat because the little rapper shared it. And I think Keith mentioned it too where the little rapper was talking about how he see the same tree of everybody switching to Islam and stuff like that. Now, granted, that had the conversation for the day, but we definitely going to have that conversation. But yeah, I just wanted a lot of interesting things, though, about that interview with watching Cat Williams and whatnot. Like, I didn't know that Cat Williams was homeless at 13. Like, I didn't know he was from Ohio. Like, there was a lot of things that came out about Cat Williams in the interview that I did not know, and it was very, very interesting. Now, here's the thing, though. And I'm going to get my little ploy, and then we're just going to keep it rolling. Well, I'm going to throw it over to you. My thing, though, I believe majority of what he said, but part of me 
because he's a comedian, because he's entertainment kind of like me and all this other stuff, just like me, part of it, I believe, was a little cap. Some of it, I believe, it probably was over-exaggerated. But at the same time, I do believe majority of what he said was true. And I never really thought about it. What was interesting to me, um, what was, like, real interesting to me, and I never really thought about it or looked back at it. And that's a lot of things that I don't realize because back in the 90s and early 2000s, I was young, dumb, and weren't really paying attention to stuff. But I never realized that Steve Harvey stole Mr. Cooper's show. I remember hanging out with Mr. Cooper, but I never realized that hanging out with the Steve Harvey show was based off of hanging out with Mr. Cooper. I never knew that. I never, like, it was just so much in that that I really did not know. And Cat Williams came and brought it all out and threw it all on the table. Ricky Smiley, his part was funny as ham and cheese. When he ran in on Ricky Smiley, saying Ricky Smiley ain't never played a woman in a movie, I died laughing. When he said Ricky Smiley and Tyler Perry can't play a man in a movie to save their life, I was crying. I'm talking about was crying because technically it's true. I ain't never seen Tyler Perry do a movie with as a man, and he did a good role. Like, yeah, uh -uh. Alex Cross. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, uh. He don't like. He don't. He just don't. And I ain't gonna cap Ricky Smiley as an actor. I just don't. I don't see him as an actor. Pat. Part of what he said was true about Ricky Smiley. He has a. He had a Christian fan base. He was comedy Christian. All that other stuff saved. So the audience that he be trying to reach now on the radio probably yeah, cat got him. And if we were to have a conversation with it, I ain't gonna cap. I'm riding with Uncle Ricky because he went to Alabama State. He was an Omega. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. He's from like literally the same people, same area that my auntie used to live in, over there in Kingston, on the east side, because I was a west side kid. You know what I'm saying? But I, I ride with Uncle Ricky, but I can't say that Uncle Ricky funnier than Cat. I ain't gonna, I don't know. Cat I, 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 got him. When Cat kept saying, oh, I got 12 comedy specials, I couldn't, boy, I couldn't disagree with him. When he said Fat Faison don't got not one, I couldn't disagree with him. I ain't never seen Faison be funny unless he was in a movie taking his shirt off. And why? I don't know. He's just always a big dude taking his shirt off. It was kind of funny. But yeah, that was, he, he, he read and fulfilled. I don't know who else he talked about. Oh, he talked about Diddy and Jake's. Um, and how Diddy, that stuff with Diddy is true. Y'all pray for Diddy. Lord have mercy. Captain went in on Diddy too. Like, hold on, hold on. While I'm talking, how many of y'all seen the interview? Because y'all know we just be giving spoiler alerts and stuff. Did y'all see the interview? I'm pretty sure we've seen clips. If they've been on social media, they've seen clips. It's all over the place. It's all over Twitter. It's all over TikTok. It's all over Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's I saw over. the interview. JY, Elder, Ebony. And I saw the interview. TT and I saw the interview. It was very good to me. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? Good morning, Mama Lynn. Go ahead. Wow, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> she hopped back on mute. She got. She can't talk long. She said, "Say good morning, everybody. Good morning." <laughs> So, J.Y., go ahead and go ahead and tell me how you feel. Even about the spaceship joke that he said, uh, that he said, um, um, uh, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. So, now, he went in on Cedric the Entertainer, too. He said, how you Cedric the Entertainer? You don't dance. You don't sing. You ain't beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> he went in on Cedric the Entertainer. I can't care. As a person, I would feel like, yeah, he did what he he did his job. And Michael Blackson even like reported, like he he did a tweet and said Cat Williams is like the funniest, smartest midget nigga ever because he literally went on this podcast and took shots at some of the highest paid top ten comedians in the world just so they all can respond back to him and he can make and they can make him relevant again. I'm talking about it, it's it's going down. But JY, come on, from a comedian standpoint, how do you feel? Did he did he not rock that? So uh I gotta be I'm, I'm proud of my brother from Cincinnati, Ohio, in case y'all didn't know. Uh and he grew up in my hometown uh of Avondale. Um, but yeah, I think he did a great job. And uh I think cat as comedians, we do typically exaggerate and embellish. We'll say that word. We embellish. Mm, embellish. Uh, I like that. Embellish uh, the truth. <laughs> a lot of things just to kind of add more magnification, a little je ne sais quoi to the, to the situation. Um, but I think he did a great job. I think he did a wonderful job. Very, very, very informative. It does show, like, my dude is really, he's really smart. Like, Cat Williams is very, very smart. Um, I don't think he was irrelevant because his tours still pack out. Like, he's about to be here in another week. And so I think my wife and I got to see how I can figure out, get some tickets because he's going to be um, here in Austin. And we love Cat Williams. Like, I think he's hilarious. Um I think uh, when the Joker said he's about to be 50 years old or 50-something, he can run a 4-2, 4-1. Yeah, whatever, bro. Like, that ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> Missed you with that. And being accepted to so many colleges at the age of seven, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. But I think a lot of the stuff was great. Um, I, I, people was catching strays like crazy. Like, strays like crazy and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but he definitely did show love to a lot of other comedians. Uh, Gary Owen, who's also from Cincinnati, was uh, asking everybody on Twitter. <laughs> he said, did he diss me or did he give me props? He just kept asking. <laughs> and he <had> to <laughs> because, but he gave him props because he said he, like, did. he didn't sell out to the powers that be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was Owen, saying how Gary Owens is like one of the funniest white men. He still like crossed over or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, but he he he's done movies, but he just hasn't gotten like he hasn't gotten like the Will Ferrell type of opportunities, right? Like the Steve Irwins and things of that nature, as far as like white funny people, right? Like he just haven't gotten those moments, but he is hilarious. But he's black funny, you know what I'm saying? And so there's a difference. And a lot of people don't really like a lot of black people. Sometimes don't like Gary Owen. I know a, a radio personality that was in Cincinnati got an issue with him thinking that he was a little more felt like he threw racial jokes in there racist jokes but I myself don't mind black jokes from a white person's perspective I like it because black people do it all the time on the flip side okay. so um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that um, but back to Cat I think he did a great job man he did a wonderful job speaking the truth um i did hear ricky smiley's response live i was on his uh, i went to his radio show and listened to what he said so where ricky smiley said he took the high road bro like he took the real it'll be on it'll be on state room pretty soon i'm pretty sure but he took the high road 
You know, he said his kids was kind of bothered by what was said, but so he's not going to respond because, you know, the Cat Williams got kids. I think he's still bothered real talk, but he decided to take the high road. It probably was advice from his team, other people that's around him to take the high road because he was telling people to, um, um, he was telling people to, um, um, Uh, he was telling people to go go to his show. He's gonna we was gonna be in Birmingham um, in, a, in a bit as well. He said, "All my Birminghamians, my Huntsville people, you know, buy tickets, go to his show, and enjoy his show. Don't you know? Don't act a fool there or whatever." And this, then the third thing. Um, but the thing is this: Ricky Smiley can't say nothing because what Cat Williams said was true. It was. That's that's why it's so funny because it was true. Like you, you now now the other stuff as far as like I put in my contract that Ricky Smiley can't work with me unless he's in the dress. Like I mean, that's that's a little far fetched, but you know the fact that Ricky Smiley went on there and said that he was gonna play uh, Money Mike. No, like it, it just it just what that 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 wasn't it. Like I nobody want to see Ricky Smiley playing a pimp. That would have been horrible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, um, I think Ricky Smiley's. Uh, if you ever watched the end of um, Friday After Next, if you've seen the alternate ending, it's probably one of the funniest things in the world. If you ever seen it, it's probably one of the funniest things in the world. Uh, uh, it's on YouTube or whatever. Look up Friday After Next alternate ending. Hilarious. Ricky Smiley is in there. They do a great job, but it's really a lot more funniness with everyone else. Um, but yeah, I really, uh, I think he did a great job. I think it was a great informative interview. He touched on a lot of things, but a lot of the comics out here, you know, need to be spoken. And that joke is true. He did, um, he did take that joke. Who said um, it, the entertainer? Yes, he did. That joke definitely was. I remember when Cat did it because Cat used to be called Cat in the Hat. That was his uh, original stage name before he went by Cat Williams. Because his real name is Micah Williams, but he just and his nickname is Cat. But he used to go by Cat in the Hat. <clears throat> and I used to watch Common View faithfully, like faithfully, back when Ronaldo Ray used to be in the booth and this, that, and the other. Back when Laura Hayes was one of the hosts. Um, I think uh, D.O. Hughley hosted it before. Um, I want to say Steve, no, Steve Harvey didn't host it. Uh, I think one of the Tories hosted it. I wish Patton was in here because Patton has a lot of, um, you know, he, he's, you know, he's a historian. When I was he comes. Say you got to ping him in. I pinged him in here already. Okay. But, um, but a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of comedians was there, you know what I mean? And it was just, you know, he did that joke. He set it up the same way. And I like how he talked about how, Mark Curry helped him, help him chop it up. A lot of comedians, like one of my really good friends, he tour, he tours now. Name is Mark Gregory. He's Dick Gregory's nephew. Um, I tuned up some of his jokes before, and he tuned up some of my jokes. Like I have a joke that I I I, I used to do in the middle of my set that was really really hilarious. He told me to move that to the end of my set, and uh, moving it to the end of my set, like you always want to end on a bang. Like like yeah. that's why that joke that said did about the spaceship was a banging joke when we heard it. You know what I'm saying? But real talk, ain't too many stuff of that set is memorable either from from um said. Other than like us being on the uh, on the hockey team going to fight somebody, but nothing else really was super, super memorable. Now 
Um, and it, he also confirmed what Patton said about the beef that was on the tour between Steve Harvey and um, Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac. Yeah. yeah, he confirmed that as well. You know what I'm saying? And he gave Bernie Mac so many flowers, even though he's gone. Like, Ber, Ber, like so much love for Bernie Mac. Um, um, and I think I mentioned before, like Cat Williams is like, he was a giver. Like Dion Cole just said it, like ask Cat Williams, how much money has he ever given to comics? You know what I mean? I just out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody commented one time saying, I opened up from Cat. Um, and a lot of times when you're an opener, like if you get a guest spot at a show, you don't get paid, right? You might get five minutes, you know, just to get a chance to kind of get your feet wet in the comedy ring. You know, uh, typically the people that get paid is the MC, the host, the Fact. feature, and the headliner. Um, but openers and guest spots, you don't typically... you just there to volunteer. you there for exposure to get your name out. Right. And it's just, yeah. a, it's just an opportunity for you to really work on new material or just really get heard of, right? Yeah. And, um, he said Cat Williams gave him seven hundred fifty dollars. You know what I mean? And so, um, just you know, just because you know what I'm saying, um, I think he did a great job in there. Um, uh, the the Mark Corey thing was very very, um, it was eye opening when you think about the Hanging Mr. Cooper show. Um, that it was a similar premise. Um, when you look at it. Uh, from the beginning all the way to and it's like man it is a very similar premise but also but that's just hollywood anyway a lot of black tv shows the black sitcoms were just recycled ideas um or they'll take a black idea and whitewash it like they did with friends with um living single so it's 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 all all that is encompassed in one area but i i think it's truly um it was a masterpiece it was literally an amazing comedy special and once again shout out to Shannon Sharp, man, he did a great, great job in there. And I love the fact that the producer in the background caught the error because he said 20, 2018. Yeah, yeah. But that was definitely way or way before then and was able to kind of rectify that, like live, and, and we heard it live. Like that was so dope that, you know, that that was done too, man. It was a masterpiece all the way across the board from Cat to the production to everything. It was a masterpiece. What's up, Pat? I'm glad you were here. Dr. Patton, good morning, sir. Welcome to the club. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Go good ahead. Good morning, good people. Uh, JY, I, I was going to call you to get your take because I know that you're a comedian. And I wrote this because my frat brothers, you know, tomorrow's J5, by the way, just, just so y'all know. Oh, Lord, Dr. Patton. <laughs> the pretty boys the cap out beside to make you mad every day. Uh, but anywho, um, the thing that's interesting. Your boy, got, your boy caught a stray, but you know, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, got, it's, he got a real bully. He, he got a real bullet. That wasn't no straight. That was a sniper shot. But go ahead. I was about to allude to that some of the brothers was talking about it. And I had to kind of step in and say, look, y'all got to understand something about Cat Williams. I don't, I bought about 90% of what he said. But the things that he said that was so on point that you just couldn't deny. It, it was it, it's just certain things, that, especially when he talked about the whole Steve Harvey stuff with the, the hang with Mr. Cooper and the show. And to your point, J.Y., uh, when he said about how they did it, all these networks, and particularly the ones that was a start, because I think that, what, what network was that Steve Harvey show? Was that the WB or UPN? I think it was UPN, and then it went to CW or something. It switched around. Right. But I think it was all originally. those three networks that you can name have always taken the playbook from what Fox did in the early uh, 90s, late Bars. 80s. Bars. 
Right. With with take black shows, build a network up, get the NFL to give them give them a big contract. And then all of a sudden, Living Singles cancel, Martin's gone. You know all the shows that really built the network. So you got to understand how this works. So what Cat is saying, he ain't lying. Because I guarantee you that network probably came to Steve Harvey and said, what kind of show can you come up with? Well, let me go down there to hang on with Mr. Cooper and ABC and see what they're doing. And then, hey, I can pitch this like it's my idea. And then they give you a pilot and then the green light. And then you stay on, on the air for five years doing the same thing that Mark Curry did. So he's not lying. But I'm going to tell you what the news said, though. That, that was what I was alluding to. Because... One of my frat brothers, you may know him, uh, JY, in the comedy game. He, he goes by the name Willie Lynch Jr. And, yes, sir. And yes, sir. Ashley, <laughs> I didn't pledge him, but I was a part of him getting his card actually official. That's another story for another day. But I know him personally. I know him pretty well. And he did a live last night, and he talked about, to your point, about some of the things that he has done to help comedians. He said, man, Cat Williams personally has given me $5,000 out of his pocket just over the years since I've known him because he's seen me, you know, doing my thing and advising me. I, I can call Cat Williams right now. He going to answer. Me. So the things that you heard Cat Williams say, Cat Williams has a heart for people that's, that's not only talented, but gets screwed by the industry because this industry is not necessarily when we talk and not just the comedy game we're just talking about the entertainment industry period the the entertainment industry doesn't have the merits of who's the most talented it it, it really has the merits of as cat williams said when harvey weinstein tried to you know do the do with him and he turned it down and then he said well then what do these other dudes have to do or the stories he told about, uh, you know, Ricky Smiley and certain different uh, comics. Or as we've had the discussions about uh, Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey and Lee Daniels looking like black success only to turn around and underpay black actors, too. See, these are the things that Cat Williams has exposed. Taraji P. Henson has exposed. Terrence Howard have come out and said things that I've said in this room a couple times and, and said that, hey, it ain't what you think. Is what they try to make you believe, but it's not what you think. And the and the brothers, I had to tell them. I said, "Look, we got frat brothers that Cat Williams has helped, down to Willingness Jr., down to Red Grant. All these people that he said he's taken on tour with him that's funnier than him. Red Grant's a new, and Red Grant has been on his tour. And Red Grant is hilarious. You know, yeah, that light skinned dude. I know you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. He so like, he's he's a capper. And by the way. He's a former teammate of uh, Shannon Sharp at, at uh, Savannah State, by the way. I, I, absolutely. So, so, so when you understand what Cat is saying, he's not lying. So I had to tell my brothers, "Hey, he didn't he didn't boo boo and said the entertainer. He just told the truth from a standpoint of you still a joke. You do it in Kings of Comedy, and then act like it's yours, and you getting famous for it, and don't nobody know you stole my joke. I'm gonna call you out." And that's okay, because I think that in the comedy game, and J.Y., you understand it's much better than me, but the comedy game is no different than the preaching game. You know how many people plagiarize sermons? Oh, Patton, tell the truth. And, 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 and you know, come on. Well, uh, his, his initials is B.C. Uh, that can basically go and plagiarize a witch and then come to uh, the I knew it. I knew that was something. Yes, sir. You no, so no, petty, Patton. Let's just tell the truth. I mean, or, yeah, you, know, 
you know, and, and, or talking about some, you came up with this song in 1987 when the truth of the matter is you stole that song at the uh, Gospel Music Workshop of America. I mean, this stuff is, this stuff is cross-functional in all genres of entertainment. So Cat Williams didn't do nothing but expose what many people has always known that we have tried to shoot down and say that they was crazy and they was hate. And the truth of the matter is, especially what he did with Steve Harvey, he said, man, what he said, talked about the wives and talked about the character and even the stuff that's coming out with, with, with Tyler Perry and Bishop Jakes and those kind of stuff, those kind of things. You got to add and, and, and Harvey Weinstein and Epstein and all this stuff is coming out. Here's the question you got to ask yourself when this stuff starts getting exposed. Who's, who got pissed off and who wants to reset the natural order? Because Tyler Perry was never supposed to go on studios. They just wanted him to stay up a phone. And notice, notice, hear me, when, when you talk about a Byron Allen who now is about to buy BET for real, that's who you want to have the network because that man understands television. Tyler Perry understands being a buffoon. And people like Cat Williams that's within the industry that are tell you that a, that a Kevin Hart is a plant, he's not lying. Because when you look at the, the, the trajectory, when he talks about Tiffany Haddish, and, and you understand that nobody's hating on their success. We're just saying that there have been guys, and, and, and J.Y., you can validate this, not be quiet after this, but there are certain people in that comedy game that are way funnier than Kevin Hart. Have, have way Facts. more talent. Facts. And you ask yourself the question, how did you get there? And when and, and when Cat, when Cat Williams is not afraid to tell you why a Bernie Mac had to toil the way he did because he was dark skinned and considered uncouth and unintelligent, but then when he gets certain roles and he nails them because the man is really actually was intelligent. <laughs> so so and as he made the, uh, the 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 comparison of calling Mr. calling Steve Harvey Mr. Potato Head and I didn't want to be a movie star, well then why did you call the producers of Ocean's Eleven to try to bump uh, Bernie Mac, a dude that you said that was your brother? Then come tell your national audience how black people need to stick together. The, 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 these are things that we have to take from Cat and build from that conversation and begin to challenge the black intelligentsia that tell us that they work for us when the truth of the matter is where Terrence Howard only gets 12,000 for hustle and flow. And guess who's the, who's the producer? A black man who was my frat brother who's not here anymore, John Singleton. These are questions that we have to have and discussions that we have to have. And a lot of times we're not, we don't want to have them because the illusion of black progress and success, we, did, we do it with Deion Sanders. A lot of black folks don't like it when I, when I point it out. But four and eight and, and other coaches that don't look like you have had to build programs just as hard as you. But we're trying to make you the token for or the beacon of why black coaches should be hired when they're already being successful black coaches at the power five level. We're used to this stuff. That's why Cat Williams is relevant and why he has to speak, because if he don't speak prophetically, we'll go for the okie doke. That's why I'm a fan of the brother. And that's what he said yesterday. He says winners do not allow losers the chance to rewrite history. And, 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 and you got and, so, and, and, and here's one other story. I'll tell this. When he came to Nashville last year, my wife and I went to see him. And, and, and he was, he, now, Cat draws a totally different crowd. I, I didn't notice, but I mean, but all I smelled was dope. It was so much dope in that, in that auditorium, I think I got high. That's how <laughs> I, I believe it. But 
That's here's, like going to the 85 South show. Uh, but, 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 but here's what happened. This man in Alabama, in Birmingham in particular, drops so much truth. Like the stuff that he do that they don't take, he say way more stuff that'll make you say, wait a minute. You know, what he been reading? You know, and it be, and you know it be true because he has a prophetic gift on his life. I, I, I discerned it when he was doing the show. Who? Uh, Cat Williams. Oh. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, my wife is right here. She'll tell you. We were sitting in the show, and this man was dropping some stuff out about the government and all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. And they came and they stopped the show and said it was a bomb threat. And when we checked the news the next day, it was nothing corroborated about a bomb threat. Because the truth of the matter is, voices like Cat Williams, if they could, they'll silence him. Because there's certain stuff that that man know that he alludes to that he says. Tell the truth. If you really listen to him, he, you know he's not lying. So I just go and meet on that. That's why I respect the guy. He's funny as I don't know what. But he sure ain't lying. But the brother don't be lying. I said, like I said, I thought about ninety percent of it because there was some stuff like I said that was capping kind of a little bit of a jealousy and just kind of what they do in in that genre where they kind of fight each other. But hey, if ninety percent of what you're saying is true, I can I can roll with you. But the brother wasn't lying, and he didn't tell no lies. Trust me. Like I said, I felt like he embellished a little bit, but that's what comedians do. <clears throat> I will, I have a joke that I do about um in the prayer line and it's hilarious and i gotta know i got a baptism joke and it's hilarious the way i did it it happened but not the way it happened and um but i i, I added to it to add more funny to it and i mean i could have told the story as is and it probably would still be a little funny but the theatrics and everything else i add to it makes it one of my heavy hitting jokes that I could use it, it can be a closer at times. So um definitely I I I I agree with like I said 90% definitely I think a lot of stuff was definitely embellished a little bit in that area. But dude does know his stuff. Like he's he's a he's a genius. He's brilliant. You know what I mean? Um and I like I said I truly truly enjoyed it in uh, all aspects. So yeah, man, it was it was a great, great conversation. Yeah, I ain't okay. I think a lot of it did reveal a lot about the entertainment industry. But it causes me to ask where the direction of comedy is going. Because if you think on like what he was saying in a lot of it it makes me think like then we're like yeah where's where's comedy going because a lot of things like you think about what he was talking about about uh um bernie mac richard pryor and some of the people that he look up to to some of the people that he like they never really get a chance because i guess the industry now is so is so um re like restricted now jy to where people can't say stuff like even as a christian comedy comedian even as a Christian comedy, even as a christian comedian like i would probably almost be nervous because at what point do you really have the ability to dive into the art be funny say your truth speak your truth and not worry about backlash because what one thing that he said Pat, and i'm surprised you ain't mentioned it though but one thing that he said that well, that was real interesting to me was how that when he went to do next friday and the dude was originally supposed to get raped in the movie that he did not allow that to happen because he went to them and said hey i ain't trying to you know what i'm saying be a black man that gets raped in this movie or whatever. We need to stop that. And I just think that's so interesting because 
Just imagine the trajectory of Cat Williams if that happened, right? Just imagine. Because the end of the day is this. When Cat Williams played Money Mike, it really, uh, it really get, it really gets, it really defines a lot of the stuff that he did, right? Like there's no pimp named Slickback if it ain't for that, you know, that role. It ain't no, ain't no um, pimping. I mean, how many quotables we got from there? Pimping distress, right? Uh, um, uh, what else did you say? Uh, I'm not, I'm a boy, damn it. Like all those things that we have to take away from that we could probably couldn't have if that would have happened. Like, and it, and it really would have took away the effect of the movie. Like it that that would that was kind of unnecessary, uh, in there. So yeah, I uh, I like the fact that he mentioned that part. Now, do we know if it's hundred percent true or not? I don't know, um, but I think that it will. Um, it definitely is a um, a really great thing that they uh, alluded to with that. So, um, do you think that drives more censorship in within um, comedy? Because I ain't gonna cap a lot of stuff that he said in this in this uh, podcast. I don't know if he had would have had the ability to say it like Dave Chappelle be doing with his Netflix special. I mean, it is Cat Williams. Cat Williams has always been off the rail. You ever watch any of his Netflix specials? Who, Cat, Williams? Cat Williams? Yeah, he, he, he's uncensored as well. But that, think, but you know I what I'm saying? But Jay, a lot of his a lot of his specials are older. A lot of his specials was stuff. That was popping before Netflix was popping. No, no, no. He have new ones on Netflix. Yeah, when it came out about a, a year or two ago. Yeah, I uh, think I've seen that one too, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I'm uh, saying. A lot of his stuff was even popping him, before then. But the difference between him and Dave Chappelle, for one, Dave Chappelle has a whole different audience. For one, Dave Chappelle has uh, Cat pretty much has a typical black urban audience. Dave Chappelle has a more crossover audience, right? Where he can kind of reach us and others. That's why like his voice is a little more, seem more a little volume. And his delivery is very different comparative to Cat Williams. But both are equally funny to me. Also. Hello, say that again, who? Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle. They have similar uh, abilities, right? But Dave Chappelle doesn't have a different audience than Cat. Cat has a more urban you know hoodish type of audience dave Chappelle's more crossover right he touches a little bit you know more of a different people you know what i mean um dave Chappelle can do um large 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 arenas and this and the other cat williams can do decent sized arenas he can probably do like 15 10,000 in madison square garden before who cat yeah yeah but only half of the arena but I mean, I get it. Like I said, it's it's cutting, kind of, but still, but it's about at least ten thousand seats. So I was saying he can do ten thousand seats, right? Um, but one thing about Cat and Dave Chappelle, they write. Yeah, he did say that. They write. A lot of these comedians that we like and we hear and we love does not write. Kevin Hart doesn't write. He. D- he writes a little bit of his, uh, he may, he may, add, but as far as the premises and the stories or whatever, he has a team. He don't write, you know, he has a great job at delivering what, what people's written to him. He's an actor. Um, Cat Williams writes. I don't think he's the actor. No, I'm saying he's an actor. Like he's able to deliver a lot of the, I mean, shoot, Cat, I mean, 
Kevin Hart got a movie coming out on uh, Netflix in about another week too. So, you know, we'll see. But he talks about range. <clears throat> How many of y'all know Cat Williams won an uh, a Emmy Award? Like, how many of y'all knew that uh, for the show Atlanta? He won one for Alligator Man, which is probably one of the best roles I've I ever did. on the show ever before as far as a guest spot. He killed that. He killed that role. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of how many movies where he really expressed his range, per se. Um, but he he definitely does his thing when it comes to that Um to that area but like i said they write a lot of cats is not writing they just they're, they're able to put on a good show um and look at the credits of some of these these movies that you see look at the credits on some of these comedy specials look at the credits and see the writers and this that and the other that's on there like real talk check it out well prophet you asked a question that i that i, that I want to deal with real quick um you said something that was so profound about what is the state and future of comedy. Right, because I feel like it's going to be super censored now. Like, we ain't going to be able to say nothing. Well, censorship is not necessarily the thing that I'm, that I'm about to say, and Jay White, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think that comedy is really becoming watered down because of the internet. And no shade to the success of uh, Bubba Dub and um, you know, uh, country Wayne and those kind of people. The difference is kind of like, and I and I kind of compare it to hip hop because, and, and, and actually, Neo was is on the reel that I saw, and he was saying this about just the the music business, the black music business, particularly music business. Period. Where you used to have to have some talent to get on. Now, if you just got the right producer, the right beat, and something to that effect, you can get on. And so what happens is that with comedy, I think that's the problem. I think that the comedy club circuit is seen, at least for a lot of black comics, are not being worked as like they used to. And the reason why they're not is because it's so easy for people to get on from a space of saying that, hey, you know, um, I'm funny or I can create a skit and nothing wrong with skits. Or even sketch comedy. I think there's a place for that. There's because there's not a whole lot of place for black sketch comics um, outside of the internet now. That's a good thing in certain respects of, of being able to be seen and, and, and to develop certain crafts. But I think the other side of comedy from the old school space, like what Cat even talked about in in the interview, he talked about how he was raised by several different ethnic groups and several different comedy styles that influenced his style on top of his his intellect and his own personal intelligence and i think that's where the comedy game has changed and is changing because desi banks and those kind of guys they're sketch comedians trying to basically become stand-up comedians and they're not that funny in my opinion uh, I mean, Country Wayne is better at, at a skit. I wouldn't pay to go see Country Wayne. I, I go see Kev on stage. You know, Kev on stage can pull both off. Everybody can't. I think that's the challenge of what uh, what's happening with, with comedy now. J.Y., I'd love to hear your response to that because that, that, that's what I think the danger is uh, for the, the art form of, of comedy, in my opinion. Honestly, I feel like a lot of it is Y'all hear me? 
Yeah, I'm gonna get and she's gonna call me right back. My wife is calling me, so I'm gonna get in trouble. Anyway, uh, uh I think the problem is not necessarily a lot. I think social media has opened it up for a lot of other people to dabble in it. I think it is reversed because I feel like some comics are really funny on like Vine when they remember Vine came out and, and Instagram or whatever, and they get on stage and they just don't have dialogue, right? They don't have stage presence. They don't have any, they're just silly. A lot of people aren't really funny or are intriguing to the mind, but they're just silly. And there's a difference, like, right? Like, um, I, my, my jokes are, are I, I'm not knocking myself. I'm not saying I'm the poster boy of comedy, right? A lot of my stuff is written in a place to take you one place, and then all of a sudden the joke just seeing you somewhere else. That's the punchline, right? Um, but some people won't go on stage. They just clown and actually. There's a comedian in, in Chicago who uh, name, uh, his name is B.O.T. His whole material is nothing but just nostalgia jokes. This is about growing up or whatever. And it's relatable in that area. People enjoy that stuff. But I feel like in the area of comedy, I think it's just it, I'm not saying it's saturated, but just the way it used to be of working the clubs, right? Begging to get time, right? Going to but uh, going to um comedy clubs and just you know hey you got five minutes uh going to open mic nights right let me get a few minutes let me get a few of this let me get some of this like that 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 hunger isn't there because everybody got a phone right you can just do a skit that's the easiest way there you know what i mean um but that intimate moment where you go to the club and you gotta it's a two drink minimum and you gotta sit in the chair and sometimes you gotta sit at the table with somebody you don't know and 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 the light is going on, like, and you gotta, you know, you you are seeing the comedians uh, work the crowd, and everyone's laughing, and you um, you become a part of the show. Like that part is taken away as far as the black comedians, because like here in Austin, I did not realize it was that many clubs here, but it's a lot of um, there's a there's a, a a thing that goes on, um, um, there's a thing that goes on on um. It's a podcast called Kill Tony. I think it's something that um, Joe Rogan did or whatever. And I think your boy talked about Joe Rogan too, um, where they'll give a couple of comedians a few times, but it's a lot of white people, right? It's not a lot of us. And then there's a there's a black dude I know here. He's pretty funny too, named Cam Patterson. But he kind of do a little coonerish jokes and stuff as well too, um, in that his area. But we just don't have that same comedy store vibe, that same laugh factory type of vibe or. You know what they had in Chicago, jokes and notes and so many other things where it's just hardcore, black, strong comedy where people are really just growing and working together, right? There's still, there was an area of competition, but there's also an area of camaraderie. So I feel like a lot of that stuff is just gone. Like everyone wants to get, everyone wants to be, you know, to where Kevin Hart is or whatever, or this, that, and the other, and they're just trying to find a way to get there. No one is really doing that hard work. So I feel like this, the, that, working the room, working the stuff is kind of just gone. A lot of people aren't just really doing that no more, um, per se. Um, look, I mean, look at your, um, look at your comedy clubs. Look, look at the month. Look who's on the marquee. Look going to be there. How many people are black? How many people are, you know, white or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, I agree. I just think it's interesting. 
Because I feel like the rhetoric is changing all across the world. Like from preaching to comedy, like it's just I don't know. I feel I feel like it's it's getting censored, but at the same time, it's also it's getting more expressive, but it's also being censored. I, I think there's a place for censorship from a space of when something is from a pastor preacher standpoint, from a information standpoint. But expression even has its place for censorship because I think everything is not meant for the market. He got Pokemon over there going on. That baby was like Pika, Pikachu. I'll be making those jokes with my baby. <laughs> Babies are always off limits. They're always off limits. <laughs> right over there, hey, bro. But when he said, "Hey," when he said something about Jonathan Majors. Oh yeah, now that one took me out. Cause what did he say? Man, he said America. He said they done made America believe that this brother was a handsome man. He said, "When have you seen a person with a big old nose and a small head?" <laughs> and I used to think that too. Like, bro, I was watching Creed, and I was like, bro, that dude got a sniffer on him. Like, hey, Shannon Sharp do too, though. And I, I laughed because I said, you just described the dude you're talking to. I said, Shannon Sharp laughed, and I said, he's talking about you too, bro. Right, like. Comedy is amazing, bro. It just, it, it happens on accident so many places or whatever. But there is a lot of censorship that's going on. There's so many different things. That's why I like Dave Chappelle. Like, he's almost uncancelable. Like, you can try to cancel him, and it just ain't going to work. Like, so remember they tried to, they tried to, um, you know, they do, like, some type of um, walkout or some type of um, protest at Netflix about, you know, his Netflix special because they felt like the alphabet community felt disrespected or whatever, and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, that's why I'm not against when white comics say anything about black people. Because black people do it by the all do it all the time, right? I think comedy is comedy. If you can't take it, just don't take it or don't watch it. Like it, it like if, like a lot of us are so sensitive nowadays too. You know what I mean? And I'm you're talking to a person who typically takes I, I who takes a lot of things, you know, I, I take things hard a lot of times, right? But this is coming from me. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people are just very, very sensitive in a lot of areas and don't understand, you know, the the artistry in comedy. Like, you know, now I think about like I think when it, it's an area where it goes from comedy to bullying, there's there's a line between there where you have to be careful. But just cracking um, um, jokes about uh, a demographic or whatever is like honestly, I feel like that's just a. A, a, a should be a safe space for me. You know what I mean? And if you don't like it, like, just don't watch them. Like, don't... Listen, I always use this as a reference. I don't like Indian food. So guess what? I don't buy Indian food because I don't like it. I tried it before. That's how I know I don't like it. If I never tried it before and I say I don't like it, then I'm being more... I'm, it's more of a prejudgment, right? Because I never ever experienced it, experienced it. But I've experienced it. I don't like it, so I don't buy it. If you don't like the particular comedian, if you don't like the particular act that's going on, 
that you've seen before in your experience, don't buy it. But don't tell nobody else not to buy it. I don't go tell nobody else, hey, don't eat Indian food because it's nasty. You shouldn't eat Indian food because this, that, and the other. Like, I ain't trying to cancel Indian food, right? So I feel like what a lot of us do is like, because I don't like it, you shouldn't like it either. And then if you don't do this and this and the other, is that called like, they call gaslighting, whatever word they got for that or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but um, blame shift. I don't know, some way, some therapeutic word that's out there. But um, I think, I think, um, I think comedy should just be back to where it is, where you just don't care. That's why I love Bernie Mac. Facts, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac did not care. That's why he went out there. If you ever see a, one of his old sets when he had on this, uh, white outfit with a bunch of little colors on it, and it was on Def Comedy Jam. And he kept saying, "Kick it! I ain't scared of you," you know, because the the act before got booed like big time, booed like horribly. And he let them jokers know, "I ain't scared of you." And one of the coldest lines I ever heard in the world, and I can't say it because it's definitely vulgar. But what Bernie Mac said on House Party is the so true. If people don't like who you are. Mm -mm up against the wall with handcuffs on and crazy glue on their lips. Like, keep it going, bro. Like, everybody gonna like what you do. Yeah, the truth. Yeah, the truth. Everybody ain't gonna like what you do. And I think that's what the problem is. We always are seeking the approval of every single person. You're just not everyone's cup of tea. And it is what it is. That's why there's so many churches. That's why there's so many different chicken restaurants. There's a Popeye's. You can go to KFC. You can go to churches. You can go to Tony's Chicken. There's a cold chicken spot in um, Louisville called Indies. Amazing chicken spot. Hot sauce is off the chain. right? If you ever go to Louisville, go to Indies. Patton probably had it before because he's in, in Tennessee. Um, Indies. Indies. It's, it's some, red. It's in Louisville. Yeah. They got something in E-Town. He don't it's look up that fast. Bro, are you faster than me with the Google game? Anyway. No, that ain't Google. I actually used to live up there. I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to live uh, in Kentucky. You know, I'm military brand. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But like, there's so many different options, right? If, if it was only one place for chicken you can get, then it would only been one chicken spot, right? So we just got to be like, just accept what you accept. If you don't like, if, if comedy offends you, don't watch comedy. Flat out. But don't take away the artistry of it because you the one who keep getting offended. I watched some of the old stuff from back in the day, like the old SNL jokes, the old SNL. It's and like, they were good. That imagine Chris Farley today, right? I can't, I can't, because my side started hurting. I can't do it. But imagine like Chris Farley today. Imagine like the old uh, what's my dude, uh, Will O'Don, um, Will McDonald. I think what's his name? Ah, ah, I can't think of his name. Um, he passed, but like just, just Robin real live, like Robin disrespect, has disrespectful guy, Rodney Dangerfield. Like a lot of these guys, I'm talking about white comics. You can go to black comics, you know. Uh, Red Fox. Imagine Red Fox, like if he was in his prime today, he couldn't uh, do what he did, right? He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Robin Harris could not be Robin Harris today. He could not. Like, Ain't no way. We are so sensitive. That's the reason why people are bothered by your boy, um, William. Mc Mc I know we got till Friday, so I can say it again. William Murphy. We're sensitive. Everything offends us. Oh, 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 oh wait a minute. They say doing this in the church. Oh, why, I'm trying to figure out why you get sensitive of something that you know is true. 
because the, because people don't want to have to face their own beliefs and their own issues. You'll feel so that if you do. It, so they'll censor it so they don't have to face what's really true to them, right? I'm going to hide it because I ain't ready to deal with myself right now. So I don't even talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. So I'm going to hide it because I want you to show me who I really am. But, but see, that's the beauty of comedy anyway. That's the beauty of comedy. Good morning, Pastor Charles. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the, that's the beauty of comedy anyway, is that sometimes there is some truth to it. And you can actually laugh at yourself when you actually say it out loud. Um, I, I think the, the problem is, you know, like for me, um, I was watching this one. This one's got me in stitches. This one with Saturday Night Live that they had where uh, I think it was just a newscast or something like that. It was two white news news broadcasters and then two black folks up there. Uh, one of them was Keenan. I mean, Kat was, yeah, Keenan. And I forgot what, how you pronounce the other lady's name. Uh, Wodum or something Ego. like that. Ego? Yes, Eco Wodum. Yeah. And they were doing this thing. And so the person, they were doing the newscast and, and they were talking about how, I guess somebody, it was a robbery or something like that. And then when they said, the person's description is a white person, they said, yes. <laughs> and they were just, <laughs> they were, they were just kind of, look like they were keeping score. Yes. On, I remember on, that one. That is hilarious. That show. is, the, to me, that is the one of the most hilarious ones. And it's like, I gotta I, find I, that. I'll find I, it, it for you. It is, it is hilarious. Uh, it is totally correct because 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 the worst part about because I, I we do that i you know you look at the news i'm gonna tell you what was the most disappointing thing the most disappointing thing was the the dc sniper and i don't know if y'all remember that the DC I remember sniper. That when we found out the dc sniper was black we was disappointed we was uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah I, I, you know, boy, I was like you know i was like you know people do stuff like that. Yeah, that 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 was the running joke and now we've had several uh shooters uh do some crazy stuff like that so that joke don't hunt no more right right but back in the day you know back then you know with that one that on us being especially not for that long too you know that was a big that was a state that was a scary scary time because it was she was traveling up and down uh 95 you didn't know what you know it was like the world. And then all of a sudden we found out it was a black guy. Then we then we all of a sudden turned it around and said, "Oh, he, oh, he, you know, that was a black. He was black, but he was smart. He, he was smart on how he did it." Yeah, and that's the he thing. He was a Muslim too, because it was him uh, finally getting revenge to Whitey and all but, that but, other crazy crap. But yeah, yeah, that. But that was my point. So, but that was that was a thing, man. That was a that was a whole thing. But but on the news, sometimes we be waiting for for to find out who's who are these people, and then the, so you got to see it. You got to see it. I'm gonna see if I can um, I can put in the in the chat. Uh, but it's sorry, funny. Yeah. sorry, it's got funny. it in there. It's funny. I, I put it in there already. It is hilarious. They name certain type of headlines, and they already know like ah, oh, that's us. Like you know. But it was honestly, I think it was about, I think that came out about four years ago, and it was really, really, I, I hope I can say this word without people getting offended, uh, it was really ballsy to do it at that time, because a lot of, the, the, we were on the edge of just super overly censorship, over offense, people were just in and so much, so it, it was really, 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 really good um, to see that joke. And it related to us because a lot of us do that. Like we'll see something like, "Oh, that ain't us," right? 
are we'll see something like ah we know that's us right well, hold on. Like, white, folks, white folks keep score too guys don't think they don't oh and, but the white folks on the on the skit keep the score too so oh, it's no, it, no that, they but, definitely do but the score is kept a little different because the problem is like in certain cities you, you have to travel but in certain cities especially if you live in a city that's got a lot of black people in it like memphis chicago you know those kind of cities criminality that report on television is black folks but then if you go to like orlando florida you go to some other different places that's kind of ain't got many of us you find out man it's some stuff going on that like man i thought i thought black folks only did that stuff they they doing it too but what's amazing i think i i i'm not looking to be funny but i i sometimes find comedy or find I find it funny that you can actually look at yourself or, and if, and if I make fun of myself most of the time and I'm not doing it out, out of, um, that I'm, you know, as, as, as with low self-esteem and I'm like that, but I've figured out that, that sometimes you can take some medicine better when you, when you can laugh at about, laugh about it, or you can see how silly this is when we don't believe certain things by faith or whatever it is I'm talking about. I kind of use those kind of things because um, I just love, I, I know I love to laugh and everything, but it's kind of like I've noticed that there are certain ministers that, that do it so very well. Um, the late uh, apostle Richard Hinton was, he was an, a major, major preacher, but he also would always say something funny. I mean, he would always talk about something and he would, he would just by the time it was over you'd be in stitches um because he he brought it brought about a truth he would bring the truth and then he would use some kind of real life thing or talk about it in some kind of way and then come back to it again and say this is why we do such and such or you know whatever he always used that almost like using it for parables and stuff like that so anyway um that was my take but i listen that that uh, interview with cat williams is two hours long saints Two hours. But it was so engaging, Pastor Charles. It was like you was on the edge of your Now, I have not watched the whole thing because it is two hours long. And that ADD be kicking in, bro. Uh, I watched the whole thing when I was cooking yesterday. I, 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 I just, the I, whole I, thing from beginning to end. I, uh, but there's so many quotables in it. Like one of my favorite quotes he made in there, and I posted on my Facebook page, was the, the line is race is not where the line is drawn. It's between God's people and the other people. And I may be kind of misquoting it or whatever. It's God's side and the other side. And that's what I love because a lot of people will say, well, you go, because you kind of mentioned this before one time, Prophet, we're talking about like covering or this, that, and the other. And as black people, we post to look out for black people. And I say, man, wrong is wrong. Ref flat out. I don't care what color you are. If you're wrong, you're wrong. We are all to love each other equally, right? That's what God told us to do. So if you're wrong and you're hurting my brother, whatever color they is, then you got to be corrected. And he's doing the same thing. Like, it's not about... Um, and he spoke about 2024 and hinting at the exposure that's happening. Like, we, how many days we're in there? We're four, we're, four, we're four days in the year, right? And every day has been something. Right. Every day it has been something this year. I'm waiting for what's going to happen today. Right. Like while Ricky Smiley had made his response and it was very, very high road. Like He took the high road on there. It was beautiful. He even mentioned about Ricky Smiley even mentioned about how he had comedy beef with Arnaz J. I don't know if you guys know who Arnaz J. 
very, very, very funny uh, animated comedian, right? Uh, I think he hosted Comic View, too, if I'm not mistaken, at one time. Uh, okay, I knew Patton would know. That's why I'm glad he ain't here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he said they beef for 20 years. And it just so happened that he ended up sitting on the plane next to each other and they was able to hash it out or whatever. Like, it, there's a lot of misunderstanding that go in the comedy world. Um, there is a lot of uh, things that happen where people are jo- If you wa- also, if you watch the Kings of Comedy, too, Bernie Mac, they had, uh, they had a back. If you watch the video, the DVD, there was a scene when they was backstage, and Bernie Mac said talked about people taking jokes, stealing jokes. It was like, man, you know, uh, I just saw my whole set. You know, people do, do that. It happens. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, but don't. Cat uh, uh, Williams never made a big deal about it until he until said denied it. Like like all this stuff happened when everyone else said something. Everyone saying that Cat Williams did this any other. Cat Williams responded to everyone else's actions and what they said and how they threw shade at him and tried to dog him out or whatever. And when Cat uh, Williams was on that radio show in Atlanta and killed that girl. When she tried to fake clown him, and so bad that she had the goons Cat about to kill him. Cat said, "Only one of us is sitting up here with twelve dollars worth of jewelry on." <laughs> she said, he, said, "He said, Wanda, what can you cook?" She said, "My kids like my broccoli." He said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> whoever said, man, I sure can't wait to he eat said, some of broccoli." <laughs> he said, all you gotta do is put broccoli in the pan and just boil it. That ain't nothing. Man, and you just all you do is some, throw some chicken bouillon in there and some butter, man, it is the best tasting thing in the world. But that uh when he said that and he just clowned her like and it was bad, like you can't like you know, he that's what he do. Like you you like be careful. Like if you go he they got bought he writes so he can shoot back. Like he got jokes. You know what I'm saying? You know, so and, I, and, I, and even though Ricky Smiley so took the high road, you can hear it in his voice that he really wanted to go lower. But I think his team pushed them to go high, as he said, "Like I'm a comedian, I got jokes too. I can say stuff back." When anyone say stuff like that, means that there's he probably act- have much to say back though, because uh, well, because it was a response of what he lied. He no, because he couldn't say nothing if 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 Cat them set the record straight and other. Right. Right, if Captain told the truth, what you gonna say back? I'm sorry. Right, <laughs> right. and nobody ever, nobody would ever want to see Ricky Smiley play a pimp. I'm sorry. I'm I'm glad that that even if it was true, I'm glad that. Uh, I don't Cat believe was it was true. I, I think that I think that if it was true, there was some embellishment to that based on the roles, and maybe he wanted to read for the role and. And and like Kat said, because he called out his number, I was audition number two hundred one. So several comedians had had actually auditioned for the role. So so you knew he wasn't lying on that part. And then when he tells you the part about when, when Ricky, when you kind of go back and forth to the differences in the story and I did, I could tell the cat wasn't telling no lie because Ricky Smiley was only put in the show. Uh, because of, you know, some stuff that he had kind of had to do to kind of get on in the first place, kind of going through the vein of Steve Harvey. and uh, What's his, his other frat brother? Uh, what's his, uh, 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 Tom Joyner, right? Because really he was unknown, you know, to, you know, the, the those producers. 
They didn't know who he was because he was known. He was known to us who know the comedy game because he was a host for uh, comics YouTube. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I knew who Ricky Smiler was. I know who he was when I saw him in the movie. But I'm saying there's Chitlin Circuit being known, and then there's like where the crossover appeal. Where, like you said, everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is. You know, a, a, quite a few white folks know who Cat Williams is too, right? You know, so so from that perspective, you know, you got to understand that what Cat was really saying and why. Uh, Ricky can't say nothing because if you say something else, he know Cat gonna say something else to ridicule him. He don't want that smoke. That's why. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I forgot about that part. And Cat okay. Williams already said he already got all the secrets in Hollywood. <laughs> and <laughs> Cat Williams said he was already just sitting back taking and collecting notes for all Look, of them. When they was talking about, he was the one that was talking about the Diddy sex party ten years ago. He was saying that stuff. Like when he said that he went to some party that did it through in LA, or I think it was Jamie Foxx crib, it was one of them. And he said he walking through there just kind of seeing what's up. And he looked in the one room and he said he see Professor Ogilvy down on four on all fours, you know, with some dude. He said, Professor Ogilvy is out there pulling up on YouTube. He been saying this stuff. This stuff he said in 2011, 12, and 13. He been he been uh dropping tea. So his fans are not surprised. In particular, like he said, when he first started the interview, I only came here to set the record straight of certain people that put my name in their mouth and they told lies, and I'm here to set the record straight. You know, I like being on the show. I'm going to tell you about my life, but I don't play by nobody dropping my and saying stuff or doing stuff that they know they did that wasn't true. You know, and then now I got to come in and let you know and let the public know because... You know, these guys that's saying the stuff that they doing or stuff that they did, they ain't really did it. Or they try to appear like this because the stuff with Steve Harvey needs to be said. I, I, and I'm, I'm just going to say it. Not that I don't like, dislike Steve, but it, it's certain things that need to be said because there's certain things that have happened that Steve Harvey has done to people professionally that people don't talk about enough. And, 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 and especially when he got up there and was saying the stuff at Bernie Mac funeral. And, and then you hear this side of the story. It's like, I mean, if his wife knew that 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 Steve Harvey was on that stuff and had done that, do you think Rhonda McCullough puts him up there to say anything about her late husband? Probably not. But these are things that you got to understand that goes on. Now, what I now here's what I don't like. I wish it would be handled a little differently because in white entertainment circles, you don't see white folks brief like that. Like, not like that. They might beef, but you don't know they beefing like that. They may say some stuff. They may say some coded stuff, but they ain't going to do what we do. That's the part that's sad to me. I remember, uh, remember what was the lady's name uh, that was, that outed everybody on the, about the or Queens Monique. of Comedy or something Monique. like that? No, not, no, not Monique. Uh, not the, the one that's, she's, she's on the, um, she's on Underwood. The, like, her Underwood. Sure, Underwood. See, see, okay. So, okay. So, but every time, but of course, remember, didn't they refute that and say that didn't happen like that or whatever? None of that ever happened. Yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't they? Didn't they say that or something? Yeah, they did. They, they tried to, um, I think they tried to refute it. I don't know who was the comedian that refuted. I think it was Adele Givens who, um, tried to refute it or whatever. But yeah, I, I believe. Cheryl Underwood, because Cheryl Underwood has been putting in a lot of work uh, for 
years in this comedy game. And it's very hilarious. And all of her material is not always about sex. Like, if you watch the Queens of Comedy, almost every single woman was up there talking about sex. Sure got some sex jokes, but a lot of women, women comics, black women comics, talks about that. But she got other material as well. So, yeah, I believe her. I definitely do. Hey, everybody. I'm going to jump in and rock in. Uh, I watched it. I watched it with my daughter. It was very good. I didn't get to see the whole thing, so I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing. What was interesting to me, you know, uh, yes, he comes from Cincinnati, but he was a Jehovah Witness. So when he got curious about God, he said, I, I went to the synagogue. I went to the mosque. So he went to find what he was feeling and looking for. I like the other part where he said, yeah, I, I didn't went to jail. Because I'm coming to your city. I'm going, I'm going to the strip club. I'm going to whoever bar. I'm going here because I'm in your city. So I'm coming to find out what's going on in your city because I'm going to call some things out. I like that about him. I have seen him. Uh, every time he comes to the city, I try to go see him and support him. He don't have a tie. He really don't. I, I like what he did for, uh, what's the name for the Walk of Fame? Walk of Fame. You know, he does a lot of stuff a lot of people don't know about. He brought his kids up in the hood of California. Who does that? And he adopted seven children. Like, he only has one biological. Right. Right. He adopted children. This thing was, well, you know, hey, he want to be a friend of God. You know, he is smart. He didn't even graduate high school. But the man is smart. He got plenty of sense. And when he was talking about the gatekeeper, I was like, I, I believe you. I believe you. The Illuminati, I believe you. So, yeah, it was very good. I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing all over again. Because, like I said, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but yeah, that JJ might not have a show after this where everybody gonna try to get on the show to call themselves gonna set the record straight. I don't know. This show got bigger. He gonna get some real like like if you really hear what your boy was tapping in the prophetic, like he was talking. He, he gonna get some big he gonna get some big names on there and it, it's gonna be ridiculous. Like he even mentioned like the name like Oprah or whatever. Like he gonna got some names on there because it's a very safe space. And I um and Shannon Sharp has an ability has a gift that a lot of people have. I have this gift as well, where people look at you as a safe individual and they start pouring out things to you and just speaking truth but and saying whatever. Um, uh, because you don't have like the traditional uh 
journalistic upbringing, right? Are coming from a a, a tabloid type of history. You know what I mean? Uh, he don't have all the other connections and stuff like that. This is his own podcast that he did. He's normally known for doing sports. Skip. Hey, Skip. Check this out. Skip. Skip. <laughs> and then, and poor brother, man, when he went to uh, first tech, he was calling Stephen A. Smith Skip <laughs> all the time. But uh, nah, that's my guy, man. I think I think it's, it was a great, great, great informative thing. You know what I mean? Uh, he touched on so much stuff. I'm trying to think one other thing that he touched on that was really, really crazy um, as well. Um, but yeah, like selling yourself and things in that nature, like other people just don't want to do it. Um, and then I think that Harvey Weinstein list came out too at the same time. So yeah, so yeah, speaking of... Yeah, speaking they of, talked about that on the news this morning. Yeah, they I was going to say, we never did finish news and hot topics because of that. But those are my news and hot topics for today, because y'all know we, we got caught up on on um, on Cat Williams. But yeah, and news and hot topics today, yeah, they had released uh, some, of the, some of the names um, in the Jeffrey Epstein thing yesterday. It was unsealed on Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, it's about to, it's about to, it's about to go down. It says the first batch of documents were released under a December court order with more, ex with more expected to come in the coming weeks. The documents in total are expected to include nearly 200 names, including some of Ep Epstein's accuser, prominent businessmen, politicians, and others. So far, the deposition trend, uh, the deposition transcript includes references to several public figures uh, and has been previously reported and has been previously reported to include people such as Prince Andrew as well as former president Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the list. I saw a list. It was a flight schedule list that was on there. And um, some names is on there, like um, Beyonce on there, Jay-Z on there. Um, Barack Obama's on there. Michelle Obama's on there. Hold uh, up, the Obamas on there? Yes, they are. It's just a flight list of people who were flying into the island. It doesn't mean yeah, that they were necessarily yeah, log. Yeah. doing whatever. It doesn't mean that they were there while there was a party. It's just a general law. So everybody on there is not implicated. Right. Then that that's a different list than this one. Um but let's see what happens right there when your name you just all they did was put the names up there, but Miracle Mama had to uh, had to come in there and say, "Wait a minute, this was not any kind of list. This was just a flight list." And see, what we do is we take stuff like that, and oh, he was there. He was there, <laughs> right? And, and and here we go. Here we go. Don't find no more information. Just 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 a little bit, because they were flying in there. Okay. Well, and then you take a picture with these crazy people, and we're in trouble. You know? I mean, that, come on. Hold on. That that the list. Now, now you're, both of you are right, but let's also make sure that we let this play out a little bit more. And I ain't saying people went on the, on the island for those intentions because you don't know. But there's a lot more things that have not been corroborated about that list because it's an island. It ain't like a, a public island. It's an island that old boy owned. Now, he's a billionaire, right? So I can understand why uh, President Obama... And, and and the likes were probably there, depending on the years they was on the, appear on the flight log, because dude had some long money, right? Now here's the other thing that you gotta understand that this these allegations have been following him 
for several years. So it wasn't nothing new. And in fact, in Florida, when he first got caught up, the judge there and some powerful people in Washington made sure that the Florida folks only gave him a slap on the wrist. That's why he did house arrest. And when he should have been under the jail, this fool was still flying all over the world and still doing the same stuff. So um, it, 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 it doesn't prove anything, of course, but you will have to ask yourself if somebody asked them, hey, why was you out there? Because a lot of people thought that Trump's name would be on the list. And his name went on there. And of course, all the Trumpers are like, see, Donald wasn't there, you know, but that, that don't matter because he's done other stuff and would rape and sexual assault right here in the States and didn't have to go to an island. But that's that. You didn't say nothing uh, when he was accused of that kind of stuff. So going on with that. But I, I would want to know at least if the story comes out or is it corroborated because they're going to ask, they're going to ask. So why was you there? You know, was it just a private dinner? Was it a fundraiser? What was the deal? And, or who was there? So when you start asking those questions and this, the, the, the young ladies that have come out, some of them have actually, uh, I think uh, one lady, she's a, she lives in Australia with her husband. Uh, they've already sued, uh, Prince Andrew for $20 million. So it's got to be a victim that'll come out and say, hey, I was on the island and Obama was there and or this person was there and this happened to me. That that That's what you got to wait for to see if it happens. And if it never happens... And, and, that's, and that's the problem. It, 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 look, my mama, and I'm, I'm God rest her soul, my mama used to tell me all the time in certain places, don't go over so-and-so's house. Or don't go over here, don't go over there. And then you do it, or something happens. And then the first thing mama would say was, What you doing over there with them anyhow? See, and that's my that was my question uh, that I had for most of these folks that was picking pictures with all the people. What you doing over there with them in the first place? You know they ain't got nothing. They they doing no they ain't doing nothing no good in the first. What you doing over there anyhow? But see, you know, we don't have we don't we let people go in everybody else's houses go everywhere now. But I'm I'm now watching my steps. I'm watching who I take pictures with now these days. Because all of a sudden you get accused just because you take a picture, saints. Oh my gosh, I'm on social media. Yeah, take us all under. Find the devil. I'm done. Yeah, and, and I got pictures with my frat brothers and all kind of folk. And I get that part. But like you said, if this has been known in the political world for over 25 plus years and certain things have been going on and been cooperated because people hear what they hear. And I ain't saying that they should have went because I don't know why they went. I'm, so I don't want to speculate and say that because they was over there, mean they must have been over there for that. But they, the, the list is just the tip of the iceberg because the people that don't like Obama, the people don't like the people that's on that list for whatever reason, if they got some, something on somebody, then what they'll do is they'll basically go and dig and figure out why they was there. I would say this. We have to wait, like you said, like uh, Dr. Patton said, to things played out, right? Because they had some of the royalty on there, Prince Prince Andrew and all the other ones on there. And it just also shows following that Prince Andrew was listening in their paperwork as uh, um, being a, oh man, I mean, it's on the paperwork. It's already on there. Sorry, I ain't mean, saying nothing crazy. Um, as one of the uh, Epstein had a underage female um, 
and 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 Prince Andrew were, you know, doing what they do is documented on there. So like I said, guilty by association, unfortunately, but we got to wait till all these other things play out, you know, because a lot of names, a lot of names are on there. A lot of names are on there, like really big names. Well, Prince Andrew is cooperated to not only have been there, but slept with a young lady there three times. Uh, her testimony, you can find that online. And they, they said that he didn't come over to the States uh, because he probably would have been arrested on site. And but England, the government didn't basically cooperate any crime and say, well, hey, we're going to arrest, you know, this aristocrat, this, you know, this person that's high up in your society. If it was anybody else, you know, they would have tried to extract that person over here to stand for their accusations. But because of that power structure and the alliance in between the United States and, and Britain, that's why it hadn't happened. Now, in civil court, he had to pay that woman $20 million. So that's happened. Now, as it all unfolds, if certain victims come, because, and now that, that's, and I think that's why they've allowed a lot of, because this has been methodical, where they've allowed some of these laws to be, uh, you know, written to go back and protect victims' rights, which I agree with. Right. I, I think that those things should happen. So under under that guise, as people see names and if those victims are out there, believe me, and they probably already been doing it. They probably already been talking to attorneys. They've been getting their ducks in a row because once it comes out publicly, then the attorney can come out and say, hey, kind of like an uh, old girl, girl did with Diddy. I need that 15 million or, or, or all this going to come out. And because she knows she probably can do nothing criminally and she probably wasn't trying to do nothing criminally. She was just trying to get her money because of all the stuff not only that she went through, but in her career, you know, that she was promised that she never got. Okay, let me get that money. And did it happily pay? And there's some other folks that's coming out to him because that's the culture of that, of, of, of that, of that enterprise, even down to Aaron Hall, who is a, a, a formerly of guy, if you know him and his solo albums and all that other stuff, he on tape talking about stuff that him and Diddy used to do. On tape, he he show on tape. Same. He talks oh. about yeah. I mean, so you got that kind of stuff going on, you know. So it's gonna be a lot of stuff that's gonna come out, and people gonna start having to write checks because if they don't write checks, they're gonna be in jail. And most of these jokes don't want to go to jail, and they're gonna be big you know? chicks. Yeah. There ain't gonna be no hundred thousand. There ain't gonna be no hundred fifty thousand storm and damage. You you can go on with you all the way on those. You, yeah. you do that money right. You'll be you'll be set for life. That's right. That's I why mean, they so, had to let Bill Cosby out of jail because they knew they was wrong. He he shouldn't have never been tried. None of that. They, no. Well, I think the guy that did what he did to Bill Cosby lost his law license because. The deposition was supposed to be off the record, and then somehow they figure out a way to get it. And then, for the sensationalism of Bill Cosby going to jail, that's how it happened. But Bill had a legal team that understood that. Look, okay, if we got him on on record saying he did it, you guys got his confession uh, from a deposition that was not supposed to be on the record. So that's a legal technicality. It took them some time because they had to go through some appellate courts and all the other stuff. It took them about two years, but they got him out. That's how he got out. Not that he didn't do it. <laughs> he got out because of how they kind of used the, 
the, the law no, against No, I'm saying the underhand way they did it was the reason why he got out. Yeah, and even if, I mean, I, but I just, gave, I just gave more context to what you said, but I, I think that that was, that would have never happened if Cosby hadn't had a second uh, stint with trying to buy NBC because this stuff came out in the, right. in the early 90s. And when it came out, he kind of faded to black and he went away. And then he thought it was safe to come outside and out the cause of the play. And so, uh-uh, nigga, we told you. A black man would never own NBC or a major network. We let you change the game. We're having a black family on television that was polished. And it sparked a lot of the minds of young black youth of that time to be unplugged from the Matrix. But what we're not going to do is let you have ownership. That's what that was about. Okay, so we need to pray for uh, Byron Allen. That's right. We do. But I think I think Byron Allen is pretty clean. Because if you could buy the Weather Channel and all the different other entities of media that he's bought, and, I, and I, I've, I've discussed this privately with some of my friends, in particular my sister who loves Tyler Perry. And when we were talking about it, I told her, I said, I want to see Byron Allen buy the network because he's a businessman. He understands our plight for real. He understands. He does. He yes, he does. When you listen to him on the listen to the Breakfast Club interview, and then go listen to Tyler Perry, the two it, it's two different worlds. It's two different intellects. It's two different motivations, and it's one of those things to whereas um, we've had Kathy Hughes, we've had uh, Tom Joyner, we've had the, we've had Bob Johnson, we've had those kind of people, and we thank God for them. But the truth of the matter is. I think that Byron Allen is going to be a game changer of understanding being the gatekeeper for the imagery. As much as 50 Cent is out here talking and what he's got, he's got a studio too. He ain't going to do nothing but continue to make uh, dope, uh, dope selling to, uh, stories. That's all he want to do. And, and so those kind of people have to be neutralized by other entities in this country that are black that understand the power of media imagery and not just the power of the dollar sign, you know, and no disrespect to 50 cent. I think that when he talks and he says certain different things, I think that he means well from a standpoint of making sure that there is some control and there is, you know, equal pay, but there are certain different things that when you go back to the fifties and sixties, you know, Sidney Poitier, you know, those kind of people, Harry Balafonte, they understood this stuff. They understood that they had a responsibility to represent our art form a certain way. Paul Roberson. These are names that we don't talk about from that perspective, because now uh, and this is something that has happened with hip hop. Uh, once hip hop really went gangster, we, we, we took the illusion and the bait of money when the truth of the matter is we weren't getting paid. When you watch, you know, uh, Strata Compton, you see Easy E was the one that kept all the money. You know, you see that Suge Knight had all the money. He stole the, the whole death row uh, record label from a guy named Harry O that was in jail, that, that took $2 million and started the label. So when you start to really understand entertainment from a black perspective and who has the power to do what, the Byron Allens of the world are the ones that we need to step up and build more entertainment capital in these entertainment streets. Because until that happens, you're going to always walk in a studio that's owned by Paramount or Lionsgate or whatever major distributor or studio. And they're going to tell you, kind of like what uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, J.Y. talks about, uh, when they started to do Malcolm and Eddie. And the whole writing room of white guys telling black men how black men think. 
Really? And that's what made the whole Tyler Perry thing always a tragedy. Because when he fired all those writers and he became the writer himself, that's because he didn't want to pay people and he had the money. Secondly, he didn't even want to pay them according to the, uh, what was commiserate to the Screen Actors Guild or the, 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 the uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, what you call it, the union. Uh, from that perspective. So when we talk about black folks and black power and we start to read the tea leaves of what some of these people, Oprah, Lee Daniels, these kind of people do, that's why, again, going back to the Cat Williams interview, that's why it's so important. You know, it's very important to really understand it from a total angle of making money because here's the truth. Many of us are social media influencers. These are things that we need to know when it comes to if you create content, you need to know what you should be paid and, and what your art is really worth. That's why you got to respect Cat Williams. You may not like the fact that he threw some people under the bus, but you got to respect that he gave me some free game for you to really pay attention and to see what people do. And not just the white folks, but the folks that look like you, a la Taraji B. Henson. We had that conversation the other week and we ain't really like it. When she signed the contract, well, why does she have to sign a contract like that from somebody that looks like her that should understand her plight, especially if you're Oprah Winfrey, when you first started in news and you was making 20000 and a white dude that you was more talented than because he was a man was making fifty. You supposed to know that. You supposed to know better. So these are the conversations that we have to talk about. And if we don't, we'll continue to take the okie doke for when the stuff come back around or when names hit lists. Or when it's our own people like Diddy and 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 uh, what's his face, Jamie Foxx and some of these people, Aaron Hall, that basically are predators themselves while we sit here and laugh that R. Kelly got caught when the rest of y'all, Jay-Z too, some stuff coming out about him. Jaguar Wright been spilling tea about him for years. These are things that we don't really want to admit and talk about. But our brother Cat Williams ain't scared to tell us. You just got to listen to it. And you can't take everything he say at face value, but some stuff he is not lying about. Trust me. So let me ask this question. Did he give uh, Tyler Perry a little pop about paying his people? Because I know Tyler do say No, he don't. And no, he didn't give him props. He said that Tyler Perry is only relevant when he puts on a dress. And he's absolutely right. He did not lie when he said that. Because, and even when he has not had on a dress, when he did, why did, they, why did I get married? The first movie was brilliant. Second movie was cool to the end until he had to do pop out of the cake with a dress on the black man's job. There's certain different things you got to understand that when you really look at it for what it is, when people like Cat Williams are bold enough to tell you what the truth is, you can't sink your head in the sand because you love the person. You got to take the information and just oppose what you've seen and then say, is he telling the truth? And he actually is. He's not lying. And yeah, it's not because if you ever seen Alex I'm Cross. Talking about, I'm sorry. I'm talking about pay-wise. I'm talking about pay-wise. I know what he said about Tyler Perry and dress and all of that. But uh, I'm talking about pay-wise. He makes all the money. The actors... Are making 250, 300 grand. And like, like when you understand, and this is just this is Hollywood wide, right? When you understand that Brad Pitt can make $10 million for a sorry movie that he does, or uh any other white actor that you can think of that they have a name. They don't even have half the awards that say a Terrence Howard has or a Jamie Foxx have, those kind of people. 
right? Or the stuff that Denzel Washington, he made he made fences and the studios won't make let him make the rest of the other catalog that's in uh, the August Wilson's uh, catalog. Why? Because it's more uplifting than it is damaging from the imagery of how black life actually should be portrayed or could be portrayed. So when you start looking at those pay scales, they're different. And Lionsgate wants to work with a Tyler Perry because they know he's going to make them more money because he's going to keep those production costs low, including those costs that you pay the actors. And notice, why hasn't a Denzel Washington appeared in a Tyler Perry film or Will Smith? They all showed up to the premiere of the studio. But you got to ask yourself, if you own your own studio, why do you still produce the stuff that you produced that made you the money when you can do better now? Those are the questions you got to ask yourself. And those are critical questions you got to ask yourself when you look at the pay scale from the average B uh, movie actor that's white versus the average B actor, B movie actor that's black and see what they make. Not even close. And the black man is doing it, too. The, the black woman, Oprah and Lee Daniels, they doing it, too. They telling you that. That's why now uh, Oprah's got his damage control to put Taraji on uh, her little Oprah show where she sit down and talk to you because she's trying to do damage control because people don't woke up. They see it. And that's why you got to give people like Country Wayne they props. Yeah, they might be a little bit uncouth and they may not be as trained and polished, but what they're not doing is getting pimped by the industry and, and being pimped by folks that look like them. That's why you got to understand how it really goes. Because people on TV don't mean they making money. Like even when Christian Keys came out and told his story, he's a producer on a major successful show on a black network. And this man said after he paid his child support and all the other stuff that's in the third, he got $3,000 to his name for the rest of that his show kicked back in. Yeah. And this man been in the industry for 20 years. This man has produced and written all kinds of stuff. And been under the wing of Tyler Perry. And this man got $3,000 in his bank account. And you telling me that Tyler Perry pays well? Okay. If you believe that, I got some swampland in, in Africa and on Mars. I want to sell you for $2 billion if you got it. Because it ain't true. Well, I knew Oprah didn't pay her people. I already knew that. That, that was known. She had paid, I'm sorry. The white man before she paid the black person. Uh, that's I knew that. So yeah. and he paid Cicely Tyson a million dollars because she was old and she I mean he respected her. You know, and I get it, but when you understand the going rate for somebody like Cicely Tyson, that's an Oscar nominator. I think she even has an Oscar to her name. A <laughs> million dollars ain't nothing. Because I like I said. B B movie actors in Hollywood that's white get that. And more and more than that. We paid Taraji because Taraji said it. She was She's shy. worth more than five hundred thousand dollars. That's what you got. That's what you I know. But she was shocked that she even got that. Much. I got it. She said I wasn't expecting. But so you know But here's the thing. I, I, I can't I can't tear everybody down. And uh, I I I had we I had to give them where they props with props to do. I ain't gonna prop you up for something. All the things you do, but I ain't gonna tell you down. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, the the industry is a vicious one. Uh, I read the story of Shirley Temple, and she said 
one reason why she got finally got out of business because she wouldn't go to the director's couch. Back then, that's what they called it. And she wasn't the one. So, yeah, um, it's a lot to that industry. I tell young people, be careful. Let sleeping dogs lie. Stay awake as all of them got fleas. I'm just saying, don't don't romanticize and make people heroes that are a part of the problem. And whether they're black or white or whatever, I think that one of the greatest getaway cars is that when people that look like us are predators, charlatans, and thieves, they can always lean into. And, and, and I think Bishop Patrick Wooten said it. Now, we don't always agree with what he's saying. And honestly, most of the stuff he say, I don't hear one lie. That's just me. You know, but but he said it in one of his uh, little clips. He said where Tyler Perry fooled the black church. And, he, and the way he put it, he was absolutely right. Because it's one of those things. Hey, where come on now. Now, come on. Because yeah, you know, we and get on my nerves. But I do not agree. With the, like, come on now. He specifically said that Tyler Perry single-handedly got black people, specifically the black church, to accept drag. Now, one, why the hell did that even matter? Two, why is he attacking this other black man? Hold on. And three, no, he didn't. He hold, didn't single-handedly get hold black on. people to accept drag because black people still don't accept drag. Hold, hold, hold on. Now, check this out. Check this out. I would agree with you from a space of the 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 over I guess the overall sensationalism of the statement, but you can't argue that we're not desensitized from it because the whole month we've always been desensitized from men no, in the dress. No, ain't nobody no, said it. Ain't nobody said no when um when um Robin Williams was Miss Doubtfire. Robin uh, Robin Williams ain't black. He white. And like I and, and like I said, the whole thing about when you really pay attention to what Cat Williams is saying. What he's saying is that a lot of white males in the white community have been feminized the same way that black men are being feminized with those images. And this goes back because, and, and this is before your time, and, and J.Y., you may remember this, and Mama Lynn and Pastor Charles, you may remember this show I'm about to name, but remember the show, you remember Three's Company, right? And then do, if you remember also a show called Bosom Buddies that starred Tom Hanks, and I can't remember the other guy's name. I remember Bosom Buddies. Okay, so these men had to dress up like women to live in an apartment. Now, here's what's stupid about the show. There is no law in America that discriminates against a person's sexuality of whether or not they're supposed to live in an apartment. But it's television. So you can create what you want to create in television. So it flew. And these men dressed up in in the show. I don't know. I think the show may have lasted maybe a year or two or something to that effect. But that was oh, a lot. one of the guys was Tom Hanks. Yeah, I said Tom Hanks. I don't remember the other guy's name. I, I can't. Remember. I mean, Peter Scolari. What was his name? Peter Scolari. P okay. Okay. So, so when you understand it from that perspective, again, this is nothing new. So what they tried to do, and one of the things that you got to understand when you understand black uh, black cinema and just cinema in general. When it comes to us as black men and black people, 
our sexuality has always been a, fa a sexual fantasy for deviant white women and black and white men. That's a fact. When you really do this, when you do the history, the stuff that happened to Sarah Bartman, where they had this woman uh, on display with her butt and the stuff that we're still channeling to this day with butt shots and all the stuff that we're doing to have a big butt so that people can pay attention to us, right? So from that perspective, you know, everything has a story, everything has an origin. And when you understand those origins, you can't, you can't, you can't ignore it. You can try, but everything has an origin and everything has a reason. So desensitizing us to those kind of images when a woman, uh, 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 you can teach an old black woman to be just as funny, right? When black, when, when black, when black Panther came out, right? They got an old woman to play it. They didn't get a woman to uh, somebody to dress up and do it. Or Dave Chappelle tells a story. Hey, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. And Dave Chappelle says, I don't want to wear a dress. Or just like Cat tells the story. I don't want to be raped in a scene for a B movie to basically set back uh, black male masculinity and sexuality. I don't want to be a vehicle for that. But you know how many people that probably would have basically sold out to do it? in order to make money and to be seen? So that's the question that you gotta ask yourself when you really just oppose the images with Martin Lawrence and then what happened to him? Like Dave Chappelle kind of alludes to, where this man goes from one of the funniest men in America to losing his mind and about to tell I'm gonna kill himself and they're trying to kill me. Where does that come from? He's already done Big Mama's House by that time. He's already done a lot of different things that probably went against Martin's values. But he did it for the money and for the fame. Oh. And to be funny. And it wasn't the first time he'd ever done it because he did it with Shanae. Right? Jamie Foxx did it with uh, uh, Wanda. You don't think that these characters were probably somehow induced and introduced to them and they made it their own? And somebody that basically wanted to initiate them into something else that could further control them didn't have receipts or at least one trying to create receipts on them to control them at a later time? That's what it's for. So Pastor Wooten is right. He's not lying. I don't see it at that extreme about us accepting drag because RuPaul and others uh, have been accepted in certain respects. The facts. But to the point of desensitizing us, oh, that's definitely true, in my opinion. Anybody else want to chime in? Because it's almost 11 o'clock. Okay. 11 o'clock. Go for it. No, I mean, could you always say 11 o'clock? 11, 11 o'clock. Yep, it's almost 11 o'clock. No, I think it, it, this is a really good conversation. Uh, but I, I realized, though, I never, ever see them do a show, and, I'm, I'm, and I could be oblivious, so let me know if I'm wrong, where a woman has to dress up as a man. Or a black woman has, uh, any, in general, like, it's always a man. And I, and I was asking my wife the other day, like, <clears throat> Why is it so much about men having to get on all fours or men have to do? And I honestly feel like it's an animalistic mentality, like how dogs hump other animals to give a sense of dominance. So if you're going to be in this world, I need to dominate you. And it's like, it's just really, really you know, crazy. I mean, even SNL had to hire other black women 
um, comedians because they kept putting Keenan, the Keenan them said, I'm tired of wearing dresses. Like I'm not wearing no more dresses, like hire more black, um, um, uh, women writers and comics so we don't have to play these double roles it's like it's a lot of these shows a lot of these things where you know where, where you got to wear a dress you got to do this um and the thing about this um tyler perry had a play out a long time ago I, i'm trying to think what it's called but it was before i know i've been changed it was before Medea became Medea. And I think he played the guy Joe on there. Um, and it did, I think it kind of flopped or whatever. But once he started playing Medea is when it became more popular or whatever. And that's became his typecast. When he tried to play a male character or whatever, this, that, and the other, if you listen to it, whenever he gets um, excited about something, you hear that Medea voice come out all the time. Like it automatically comes out every time in, in anything he plays. Um, I think except for Alex Cross, but Alex Cross was terrible. Um, Alex Cross was horrible. It was ridiculous, like unbelievable in a mug, like crazy. Um, so, uh, and then he played, what movie he played in? I think he did he play in Star Wars or something else. He played, he was like a, um, he played like some type of, um, Dang, what was it? He played something where he was like a celestial, like, or some type of senator or some crazy thing, but it was like a fictional movie. But, um, but yeah, like a lot of these cats, I mean, and if that's his lane, that's his lane. I don't think he's a great writer no more. I think a lot of the shows he does are very lazy writing. Um, if you watch some of his shows, they will drag on scenes like crazy. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not going to tell you. You need to tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. You need to tell me what's going on. I'm not going to tell you because this and there. What's going on? I'm not going to. Like, that is the dialogue. Like, that is some terrible writing I've ever seen. So, you know, a lot of stuff has been exposed. I think it's great. Um, my wife has called me again, and I've ignored her call too many times. So I'm going to call my wife back. But it's been wonderful. I love it. I love it. Until whatever news happens today. Because literally, every day this week, every day this year, it's been something. Oh, else. trust me, JY. I got some for y'all tomorrow, but we gonna have to wait till it's unfiltered and recorded. Oh uh, Lord, JY. Nobody plays me talking about. I can't think of the name of it, but that's. When, I think it was called uh, Mama Don't or something. Right, and the character that was supposed to be Medea didn't show up, and we didn't know what to do. And his team, the, the people say, you do. You wrote the play. You know the character. You know the lines. You do it. And that, that's when uh, now his, his, he blew up because he decided because the, the person that was supposed to play didn't show up. She didn't show up. So he ended up. So that's how that was. Well, trust me, it's finna go down this week. All this news coming out, and I think we're gonna have so much more to talk about. Listen, tomorrow, if y'all haven't been keeping up with it, um, 
there is something brewing with this TD Jakes thing. There's something brewing with this TD Jakes Manassa Jordan thing. And tomorrow we're gonna try to I'm gonna try to talk about that a little bit. Um only because I don't wanna talk about it while everything is recorded. I definitely wanna talk about it while it's unfiltered and unrecorded. Um but yeah, I'm gonna definitely talk about that tomorrow. Um in addition, there was another story that I wanted to get to. Um, and I don't know if y'all seen the clip, but there was a man who was in court the other day. He was in court yesterday and, um, apparently he had violated his probation and the judge was like, oh yeah, I'm tired of this. We finna send you to jail. Well, tell me why dude jumped over the desk, jumped over the desk, ran and attacked the judge. He didn't jump. He I saw that. Over the desk. <laughs> Baby, he, he, flew. he took flight. He, he took flew. flight. He took flight. He took flight. He did the superman. That's what <laughs> you better say. It. He sure did. He said, look out. That video was hilarious. He dived over that desk. <laughs> I tried yeah, to get to that white lady. It's 11 a.m. He was going to take that white lady out. Hey, look, he did, he, where he did the soldier. Where, where, where? I'm going to send it to you, Julie. He just <laughs> the look. On that judge's face was priceless. Priceless. <laughs> she won the award. He said he was finna take her out. He was gonna get her. He didn't care what y'all said, what y'all had going on. He was. He said he. He's basically said if I'm gonna go to jail, I'm gonna go to jail. Full blast. I'm gonna go fat down under. He flew across there. He said, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm just going to have to go. <laughs> Julie, I just texted to your phone so you can see the video. That man did the Superman cross that desk. Lord have mercy. It was hilarious. It was completely hilarious. But yeah, that was one Without of the things. Without a cape. Without a cape. <laughs> Without a cape. <laughs> said, Without a cape. He was going to Superman. Listen, yeah, I'm finna get on up out of here because um, I'm actually technically supposed to be working. There's something happening um in Atlanta called the Passion Conference. Um, and of course, yeah, I know I work with a lot of churches and a lot of ministries and stuff like that. So I'm actually, you know, um, working with them. I'm doing a little consulting work, but I think it's interesting. But I'm going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow too, Dr. Patton, because that's why half of the title was Cat Williams and then Conversions and Character, because we started a conversation yesterday um, that was really, really impactful and deep and powerful but we didn't get to go to the full method of it and you know as i was talking to the people yesterday on how i was going to help them throughout that conference today and this weekend and stuff like that they were just you know showing like i had to follow up on doing some research like do some research connected with you know what i'm saying you know just you know the average connecting when you connect with people for an event and stuff like that well i didn't realize that they had all these people connected to them i don't know why but why white church always so successful like i'm talking about they literally having a white folks christian conference and then packed out the mercedes-benz stadium like dr pat i don't know what to think because these white folks got literally over two hundred thousand people right now literally right now in the mercedes-benz dome but yet black people we have a problem with filling up a conference room. We have a problem with even filling up our conferences. Yet white people, white churches and evangelicals can come together and fill up the Mercedes-Benz Dome at 9 and 10 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. I think that's interesting. I think it shows a lot about 
you know, the difference between white culture, white, white, white culture church and black culture church, the reach and the demographic, because truth is I'm looking at the live and watching the live for them. You know, that's the same thing I do watching the live and stuff. And I'm looking at these crowd shots. I'm looking at these black people worshiping. I'm looking at these white people worshiping. I'm looking at these white guys on the stage with that guitar sing. And it sounds like gospel rock band. I don't know what to do, but it's, it's just very interesting to me because literally they had packed out the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And I've never seen this come in a form of black culture besides a football game. Well, T.D. Jake's conference is probably about the closest I've been a part of. And, somebody. and he's about the closest. He about I mean, the closest. But I'll say this to engage you just really quickly. It shows you the difference between white economics and not necessarily the difference between black spirituality. Mm. Because I think that if more of us had economic power and prowess, we could pull that off. The problem is that you got two problems. You got the you got the economics of the situation, and then you have uh, how some in our community have begun to shun a lot of the spiritual things in in the churches because we haven't always done a great job of not only shepherding and stewarding in those areas but you know there's a lot of people that kind of discredit some of our leaders and right. i'm not saying that's not necessarily right or wrong because there's some facts to some of that that stuff that comes out about certain people but at the end of the day you have to look at the uh the difference in between white economics and black economics just certain stuff that we can't afford to do because we don't have the same resources and we've been blocked from a lot of those resources to be able to uh, really express our ingenuity, express not only our spirituality, but even some of the actions and even accomplishments and collaborations that we, we do and we have done. I think that's the difference. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so hard for black church, black people to support each other, collaborate and all that other stuff. I think it's so hard and it's so stupid because these white churches like literally will come together and literally take over the World Congress Center, will take over the, the Mercedes Benz Dome. But here it is. You can't even get five black churches to get together and, and rent out the, the Mercedes. I mean, the, 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 the Hilton. Like, come on, now. like it's crazy. Now, I ain't gonna count. One of the most diverse events and kind of packed church events that I recently went to was that Carlton Pearson film thing. And I ain't gonna count. It did have a couple hundred people in there, but it wasn't nowhere near this big. Like, come on now. And I just think it's just interesting because we be so divided. But these white folks will come together and literally raise $100,000 in a day just because they don't, they don't got nothing else to do but love God. What's that? But, 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 but here's what you can't do, Prophet. You can't think that white. The picture of white or the so-called picture of white success means that they're all healthy and they're not divisive. They're very divisive. If you look up the story about what happened with uh, Jerry Falwell and Jim Baker, how he basically stole TBN and PTL right from under his nose, it'll blink your noodle. No, white folks are gangster too with each other. The difference is they just can cover it up because they got more money to look like they have a show of strength. But they got a lot of infighting. They got a lot of crazy stuff they go on to all the time. But to your point, and to what I'm saying, I'm just saying that the economics is different. And that's what drives life. You're right. I just, I pray that one day I can make that type of impact. Like, I, you know, I love specializing in events and stuff like that. And I love hosting events. I'm praying that, you know, but 
like even as 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 believer to see all of these people in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, not for a Beyonce concert, not for a Falcons game, but to be in here worshiping and getting the word of God. Like that is, this is crazy. And we ain't seen stuff like that since back in the day. I remember watching back in the day when Juanita Bonham would, would preach to 500,000 people, when Jake would preach to 500,000 people. I own a lot with preach to 500,000 people. We don't got none of these people like that no more. It's so crazy. It's so sad. It's only the white people. It's only the Stephen Furtick's. It's only the 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 Brad Stewart's. The Who, this is crazy. Good morning. I know I'm late. Ain't nobody ever preached to five hundred thousand people. There's not even a venue that holds that profit. I'm just being extra. You know I'm embellishing. Five hundred thousand is, is is a lot, but even still, it's doable. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, 50, but you bring up another interesting point, though. If Fifty thousand. Shoot. If we can pay twelve hundred dollars to pack out a a, a a concert or entertainment venue, then the problem is maybe we not only is it an economic scenario, but it's a value system. What do we actually value? You know that we feel like that we've been taught that a concert is worth more than possibly feeding our spirit and our mindset with things that could possibly take us into the future. Cause we'll say, I ain't gonna give said, you know, spiritual leader or said motivational speaker or whatever scenario, that kind of money. But hey, I'll, I'll forego my rent to go see Beyonce and, and, and do what I gotta do to wear the outfit and look like I'm one of those kind of people that can afford it. Now that's a different type of conversation. Maybe right. But I also think with that conversation, what benefit is the church giving to individuals? Well, then we can ask the same question. What benefit is Beyonce giving to individuals for $1,200? Entertainment. Pleasure. Right. Entertainment. Time, like people, will t people will pay for that. A good time and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's the quality that actually match. And these white churches, I mean, me just watching the stream, you know what I'm saying? I, I got to go up there later on, but me was just watching the stream and seeing how many people are there, the diversity in it says that they're probably getting something, of course, within in the entertainment area because they're getting the praise and worship and this is white CCM praise and worship. But I'm also seeing the segments where they have these different white preachers coming out here. And most of them seem like motivational speakers and stuff. But at the same time, if you go to a black uh, conference and you say this is supposed to be the same type of thing. I I I probably want to see the same level of substance in the black conference versus the white conference. I, now, just, I, I could be wrong. And listen, I, just, I could be very wrong. But guess, guess what they often of my thing receive substance from these big larger conferences versus us who go to these big larger conferences just to shout and be beat up on. I was just going to say that be beat up on and and ask the soul for forty five. Exactly, exactly. That's a fact. But 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 I think that the the the, the gifting is equally there. But I think that the focus is is what can be off for some of our events that we put on. And that goes back to Kate Nick's point about what you're actually getting. Yeah. I think equally, you know, both of those things cancel each other out in my eyes. But in, in, in certain respects. If we're just talking about raw numbers to what the, the point that you originally lifted up profit, then yeah, you you have a, you have a great point. I just think that we, uh, K Nick, I think that we don't deal and delve in, in, in enough into 
uh, people that will give us value from, uh, uh, you know, several different angles. And it's either going to be somebody uh, prophesying or saying, uh, you know, the ticket was $20 to get you in here, but now we want to sell, we need you to sell $1,000. And, and that's what turned people off, I think, in my opinion. Facts, because I ain't, I ain't going to cap. I would, I would hate that to be the case. If I hosted a conference and then at the midst of my conference, they didn't, these people didn't already flew into town, had to get hotels. Some people had to actually pay to be in there or pay for their seats. And then I'm going to try to raise an offering. Yeah, that, that defeats the purpose. Like that defeats the purpose of people having a conference. And that's why I think when we see all these other conferences, like with Jeremy, what's the name? Jeremy Stone and all these other people, Lisa Nichols and stuff like that. They bring people in who are somewhat spiritual, but then they also bring people in who are experts in other areas like finances, like real estate, like health and wellness. And I think oftentimes we try to look at everything from a biblical standpoint, but truth is, we got to have faith and face the facts. And a lot of us don't have the facts about things. We just have faith on it. We're going to put our faith on it. We're going to put our, we're going to come to this conference and put our faith on it. We don't, we don't know what the conference is about, but we're going to go because we're going to have a good time shouting. Now that's entertaining for a lot of church folks, which is why they still doing it. But I ain't finna, I ain't finna, mm -mm, I ain't paying and no I just put my, And I just put my PTR up. So uh, my conference that I'm over is in two weeks. Um, the first of six this year. Um, across the nation and that's primarily our focus like with my planning team i said we're not churching every day right like, that, that's not what we're here to do and right and once people do the registration right then then that is locked in like we're not nickel and diamond people but then also the guests are experts in their area so we're talking about self-care we're talking about mental wellness we're talking about social justice engagement we're talking about um um, entrepreneurship and and um, opportunities and purpose with people that are actually in this work that and that are successful in this work. Our podcast um, that we do um, once a month, we're taping live, right? And so in that, we're talking about you know what I hate about church, right? Catchy title, but really things that you that people can look to prove upon, right? The things that they hate that actually you know. Um, that are no longer existing and things like that. Right. And so like, you know, um, our Friday night, our Friday night is our, the link up. Right. So on the Friday night, it's a social event, like with, with our artists that are coming, we told them don't come in here churching, like, nah, like black music, clean music. Like we're going to have a good time. Right. And like, even after Saturday, like we're having campfire worship, but after campfire worship, we're going to hang out. Right. You know, we're going to a spot for dinner. And then on Sunday, we're having revival Sunday night, right? I'm preaching, Chris Wesley's preaching, and uh, Charles Deloach is preaching, you know, with other artists. But we're like, everything can't just be church. Like, how when the people leave after they pay their registration, how what, what can they say I can take back to my life, to my community? And we've had no issues with registration. Like, our registration is right at 150. We've had no issues, right? Um, because people have seen, they see the value in what you're doing. And it's not just another prophetic conference or a prayer conference where people from the church for four hours. I'm not going to pay you $200 to come to church for four hours. I can church right. at home at my own church. You know, and I, I like, I like how you put that K Nick, because I, I'm in a thousand percent agreement with you because I think that the balance of the scales has got the tip. Nothing wrong with having spiritual conferences that focus you know, on those things. We need that. But we also need a diversity 
of being able to really pour into people practical knowledge because after you get off the floor and wipe the snot off your nose and you don't ran out around the church and sold your seed but you don't have practical strategies what did you take home yeah to, to to really take with you to really implement that in the um you know in the in the marketplace then you just took my money and robbed me and you've made the house of god a den of thieves uh we can talk about whether we agree with um you know uh bishop swag surfing or not in church but i think that's a more egregious conversation that we won't have because we've got too many people that are willing to continue to take your registration money church you to death get you to sow and prophesy you to death in no strategy i'm sick of it uh i'm not i i i, I really diversified the stuff that i listen to because I'm, I'm a student i want to really learn something you know uh dr hendrix uh howard hendrix says that as a student or as a teacher if if, if i'm not changing lives if 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 I'm not really giving people a a, a, a real uh uh you know uh, I guess hope to what I taught them and then see that hope come alive in them and see change in them, I hadn't taught them anything. And I think that many uh uh in the black church are defecting away from just environments that's gonna church them because they're used to that. They know how to go get some church. Just like I know how to go get some fried catfish and fried chicken or a burger, I know where I need to go. And I think that with that type of conference, KD, congratulations to you guys, offering something that's a little bit different. And and to a point to where you don't have to blur the lines. You know, you make things be what they need to be in the environments they need to be because you're trying to plant something into people that they can take with them and they can see the fruit of that for, for, for generations to come and for years to come because they can say it was at XYZ conference that my life really changed because I just didn't shout. I learned something that I'm still using to this day. You know, final remarks, Prophet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm over here talking. I was just agreeing with Pat, uh, Dr. Patton because um, Dr. Patton, that's one of the things I'm actually focusing on in my ministry, being more substantive, bringing, giving more to the people. At one point, I was just somebody who just who just did prayer calls. Then I started prophesying, but then I started writing my prophecies to try to give people more substance. Then I started doing strategy calls. Then I started doing business, you know what I'm saying? So I think that there's always a way for us to build upon our community and our ministry, but I think sometimes we can just be so focused on, oh, well, I'm going to preach and I'm going to raise some money. When truth is, a lot of these ministries need to do more than preaching and more than raising money. And Carlos, I actually appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, and what y'all are doing too as well. I actually, you know, wanted to be in the volunteer. Like, I was trying to keep up at some level, but I missed the Zoom call or something. Y'all know, I be trying to you know, be active, be, be supportive of people's stuff. So, yeah, I was trying to support, but fell asleep one day. I had a Zoom call. I was like, you know what? I'll just catch it another day. Jesus Don't said. worry. We're we, <laughs> we, we doing pop-up Zoom. So those are always pop-up Zoom calls. So we have another one, I think, in three weeks because we'll be, we'll actually be in Georgia in March. Okay. okay. Definitely, definitely. I know I'm always trying to support and connect. I think that's But we Baptist though, so don't become with all that all that uh... Oh, I'm coming, speaking in tongues, <laughs> Chuck Mahaya. Nope. <laughs> I'm coming, speaking in tongues and everything. No, we we speak in tongues and shout. That's what people that's a misnomer. Like we're very charismatic on our side. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just excited to connect with so many people and collaborate. Because, like I told y'all, while everybody's prophesying, this word, something, something, this going to be the year of exposure. And God's pulling the covers off and all this other stuff. I'm believing my faith that God is exposing me in the best way possible. That God is exposing me in a light that's going to make people want to connect to me. That's going to make people want to give me money. That's going to make people want to give me opportunities. So, hey. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna receive it, and I'm gonna stay connected to as many people as I can. So yeah, but now nah, let's get to final remarks though, because this is eleven o'clock. It's eleven eighteen to be exact. And y'all know I'm trying not to go overboard, but since I start at eight fifteen, I don't be minding when it goes. You know what I'm saying? A little fifteen minutes over. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get to final remarks and question of the day. Question of the day today is gonna be something simple. Uh, hold on, let me look at my handy dandy notebook. Um, what's today? Today is the fourth day of the month. Uh, okay, today is the fourth day of the month. We're going to keep it real, real simple. What is something that you're deciding to leave in 2023? Whether that's a meme, whether that's emoji, whether that's a certain word or slang, what is something that you're deciding to leave in 2023? Cool tour for us, you guys are on the stage. You want to go in that order. What y'all left in la- last year? The walk it out? Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Mama Lynn, it's on you. Did it do? Oh, no, it's on JY. JY, my fault. Go for it. How you good thing? You pulled a reflection. Do you know what I Okay, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one of them conversation. Um, I think a lot more layers are going to probably uh, unfold as the days go by. Um, I, one thing I wish we had talked about. <laughs> Did y'all see that dude? Uh, swan dive over that daggone uh, desk. I Jay, wow, we did talk about that. You, just, we just talked about that. You was on the phone with your wife. <laughs> right, you had oh, <laughs> Lord Jesus, dude was an athlete. He cleared it, bro. Like how you? <laughs> Are you gonna? He gonna be in jail forever. Now I think he's a three-time felon, so I did his third strike. Jay, why we say he took flight and didn't have no case? Man. It's like, I don't know how in the world he did that. Like, he flew over. He ain't he's a runner. He's a track star. Look, he didn't have to hop, he didn't have to hop over. You know how you got to heist yourself over a certain thing? He flew over. Like, bro, like, he black panther that thing. Um, what I'm leaving in 2023 is... Look, J.Y., he's Superman, that. Oh, man. Really nah, it was... He's Superman. His, his arms is <laughs> up in the air, and... He did like a straight up, like almost a front tuck and landed on her. And then sad thing about it, he got a lot of hits on that judge, like a lot of hits. And and them folk couldn't pull that brother off for nothing. The one guy thought he was hitting him with kill shots. Them body shots wasn't doing nothing. He It, it was bad. Right. JY, you see that too when they start trying to hit the man? Like, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Like, man. What a world we live in. What a world we live in. I'll tell you that much. Um, and he was in jail for battery. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to go down, he said, I'm going to go down and bat in 100. He said, <laughs> he said, I'm not like typical toys. These batteries is included. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> you better yeah. get this. <laughs> um, what am I about to say, man? I don't know, man. I'm, you know, I'm leaving in 2023. It's just struggle. I'm done with struggle. I'm done with frustration. I'm done with um, whack people, whack ideas, just whackness. I'm just done with it. Anything that just 
puts me in a negative headspace that makes me go to dark places and think things that I know that is not of God, um, of, um, you know, certain stuff. I'm, I'm leaving that. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be real with myself about a lot of stuff. And, um, uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to find therapy too, y'all. Real talk, uh, but they really weird down here in Texas, man. A lot of this re- is just so weird about so many different things. So, um, but I need I, I do I do definitely believe in therapy and talking to somebody. But I need to definitely have some conversations. But I'm just leaving those thoughts away, man. I can't bring them with me here. Um, there's too much joy in my heart, and I bring so much joy in other people's lives. Uh, on a regular basis, just on accident. And honestly, it makes me feel great when y'all laugh and y'all crack up. Y'all have no idea. Um, we, something was going on. I went out in the best mood and I said something that K. Nick was like, man, he's unhinged. Man, I laughed so hard. <laughs> like crazy, because I'll be, I just felt like, you know, it is what it is. So I'm just leaving all them negative thoughts, man, there. All that stuff got to go, man. I, I'm, I'm going to make it my job to just be as positive as I possibly can. And I always talking about showing love to everybody else. I'm going to show love to myself. That's what I'm going to do too. So, Hey, appreciate the conversation. Look forward to talking tomorrow until what happens on Twitter today. We will see. Appreciate you, JY. Thank you so much, man. Listen, the fact that you're on here means the world to me. Granted, you may not be, you know, like Cat Williams sitting on the stage with God Dog on Shannon Sharp, but the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you J.Y. Yancey that took a chance on sitting on stage with Prophet Amari Stan, I really appreciate it, man. So, yeah, I really do. And, you know, we're going to always continue to plug you and support you. Um, speaking of, I'm, I'm, oh, I even got you a flyer already. I'm going to have to post everybody that flyer again this week. Make sure y'all post y'all flyer this week because I'm going to plug all y'all this week. I think January is going to be the month that I put promotions in effect and just plug everybody and everything that y'all got on. So if y'all have a head. You got one with me by myself. You got one with me and my wife. And she don't even be coming on here like that no more. I got to trick her to get on here. <laughs> we got you. J.Y. said, I need my own way. <laughs> I got you. Me and J.Y. and Prophet Deb. And come here and just talk all truth and bounce and no one see you ever again. Right. <laughs> Bro, man, from the fifth floor. Mama Land, I'm going to throw it to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It was great today, JY. I'm going to get you, but you, you had me rolling. And Ebony was backing you up and telling you what to do and how to do it. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Uh, uh, it was good conversation. I couldn't say much. I couldn't say much. I am protecting my peace this year. So. If you negative, get away from me. If if you are some doubter, get away from me. I don't need that in my atmosphere. Uh, I got a lot of things going on. My a lot of things going on right now. I ain't got enough room on my plate. I don't need you to add to it. Um. Uh. My my daughter had to snap me back the other day. And I agreed that I went to bed last night and I said, today, I leave it right here. Tomorrow will be a brand new day. 
and I have to look at it that way. Uh, my life belongs to God, and I, I, I'm trying to do everything that He wants me to do, and I know that uh, He's going to test me, and I know that adversary is going to try to add his two cents in on it too, but hey, if you're negative, negative, fear, self-doubt, all of that, that's 23. I refuse it to bring a 24. So that's where I'm at. Um, when I saw that man fly across that desk this morning on the news, I was like, my Lord, mm, he going to jail for real now, but that look on that judge's face, and she wasn't moving out the way fast enough. Right. <laughs> she was. I, it it shocked her because she didn't. She didn't. She she wasn't expecting that. She was not expecting that. You know, Mama Lynn. I wish the bailiffs that was there. I wish be those bailiffs that be there when those people be trying to beat up the people that kill their kids or touch their kids. Cause them bailiffs uh -huh. get to them so fast, but they took forever right. to protect that judge. But they gonna, but when the, if it's a man trying to get that dude who hurt his daughter or whatever, them got, them jokers got him too fast. But this one they gonna let get by, like whatever. Right, right, right. I noticed that. I'd rather for you to let me beat up the man that did something to my child. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but some years ago, uh, this lady caught up with the man that uh, raped her daughter, and she shot him while he was sitting in his car. She shot him in his groin area. Oh. She caught up with him. Shot him in his groin. Damn. She didn't go to jail either. <laughs> wow. There's another one when the man was being arraigned, they was walking him out, and the guy was on the acting like he was on the phone and got the phone booth and shot dude right in the head and killed him. And I don't think he got jail time for real either. That's crazy. So, you know, hey, uh it always just take me back to that movie A Time to Kill, so hey. Uh I don't know, but that's where I'm at right now. I, I plan to laugh and enjoy life and uh, figure out maybe tomorrow y'all can give me some suggestions what to do for my birthday because tomorrow's my birthday and my kids keep asking me and I'm like, we don't have to do nothing. But they keep insisting. So, uh, so far we got ice cream and cake, but we don't even know where we're having the ice cream and cake yet. So uh, maybe y'all have some suggestions uh, what we can do for my birthday. I don't plan, try not to plan my birthday no more. It's 10 days after Christmas, five days after the new year. Uh, y'all pay your rent. We can celebrate my birthday. <laughs> Mama Liz said rent. pay your rent. <laughs> <laughs> pay your rent. <laughs> See, mom can't help you pay your rent and pay her rent too. Thank you, Jesus. My, my rent birthday. paid. My rent paid. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, pay your rent. We can celebrate anytime, but, you know, that's just where I'm at. I'm going to enjoy life and kick rocks 
because you in my way with the negative. See ya. <coughs> I love it, Mama Lynn. <laughs> All right, who we got next? Ebony, Ebony, it's all you. Um, overall, enjoyed what I heard. Um, I am leaving behind people who say stuff like, if you need me, call me. People who say stuff like, I'm here, I'm just a call away. Let me tell you why. When people got stuff going on, don't put the ball in their court and reach out to you. Do what you know you can do. Offer stuff. But I just think it's really lazy when you say stuff like, oh, well, if you need something, you know, let me know. I'm, I'm No, matter of fact, that I'm here for you. Just that I'm here for you. It doesn't give much credence. And in my experience, I have found that the moment that you do actually like, hey, I need or can you, all of a sudden they're busy, they don't respond, or they got excuses galore. So I'm always one where something's going on. I'm, you're going to feel my presence. I'm going to be called, I'm going to be texting. I'm going to be whatever your wishes are. Cause I don't like people calling me. Um, so I prefer people text me. I'm going to text you or if you, you know, whatever, I'm going to be checking in. I'm going to be asking repetitively what I can do, how I can do it and make sure it's within my means to do. I'm not going to offer stuff. I know I can't do. So those are the kind of people I'm leaving. And I've discovered a ton of those people in the last six weeks. So yeah, that, that is what I'm leaving. And also expectations, expectations of people. Um, if you do it great, but I'm not going to have expectations any longer because expectations breed disappointment and I don't have that kind of emotional space to waste, uh, with what I'm dealing with. So yeah, that's what I'm leaving behind. Okay. Awesome. Ebony, I agree with you on that. I agree. I thought with she was going to say she's leaving behind long check-ins. All right, I'm done. <laughs> nah, we're gonna leave that to other people to leave behind. <laughs> I say she don't be doing long check-ins, but she want everybody else to make sure everybody don't do no long check-ins. You gonna put it, let it make Ebony the official timer. Facts, facts. Listen, I ain't gonna cap though with you. I'm with you on um you saying that though, because a lot of people will say they support you. A lot of people say they got you, and then when you need it, they don't got you. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm 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 a, well, I was call it a being a victim, but yeah, I'm a victim of that myself. Since so many people say, "Oh yeah, I got you. We gonna support you." Oh yeah, this, that, and other. You know what I'm saying? Of course, when I got my car, I'm giving everybody rides. I'm taking everybody places. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I get into like, okay, okay, you know what? Cause cause where y'all at? Cause where y'all at? <laughs> but it's she ain't lying. I'm sorry to jump in, but she ain't lying. Cause if I miss waking up the profit, I think what three or four days in a row. I'm mm-hmm. getting a text message. She's going to text me and wonder what's going on. Uh, I think I missed it a few days in a row. I was like, oh, I was working or something was going on. But yeah, uh, yeah, she ain't she ain't lying. She ain't, People do say that. Call me when you need me. Well, it's too late. They done, they, they done already did it. So. Right. They done already died, had a heart attack and everything. They already gone. Right. They done, they done <laughs> Why you ain't call me? Because I was on my deathbed, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> or I was on, I'm on the verge of, of taking a bunch of pills or just, just keeping 100 right. over and when someone really sad, call me like, no, like, bro, sometimes we can't save ourselves. I mean, all right, never mind. Keep it moving. I'm done. No, you're right. Y'all yeah, right. Y'all talking the truth. Y'all talking the truth. <laughs> Dr. Pat, I'm throwing it over to you. What's up, Dr. guys? Pat, hold on, hold on. I yeah. just posted you on Waking Up With The Profit page. Make sure y'all go back and share y'all flyers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got promoting you self, not just me. Promote you too. Go ahead and share your little flyer with your head cut off at the top. Okay, well, I got the whole actual picture, so um, 
they ain't cut off on that. It's just on here on Clubhouse. So watch your mouth. Uh, anyway, um, what am I leaving in 2023? Uh, foolishness, I think. Um, there are certain things that I, I let myself kind of get entangled in the 23 when it came to some stuff with business that I really shouldn't have stuck my neck out for trying to help family uh, advise people to tell them, especially with some stuff with insurance, with the transportation world, only to have these suckers stab me in the back after I told them what was going to happen. And then them to come back, but well, can you rewrite it? Nah, go somewhere else. I'm not fooling with that. You cost me some cheese, you cost me some time. Nah, foolish just can't do it. Won't do it. I feel like uh, Mike Singletary, JY, can't coach with him. Can't do it. Won't do it. You know, so I'm looking forward to a big 20, uh, 24, though. Cause there's some commitments that I've made to my business uh, to basically help. So that's what I'm leaving behind in 23 foolishness and uh, just dumb stuff. All right. Peace. Dr. Penn, trust me. I understand you should. Now, you, you, you gave me a flashback because I remember when I was doing insurance one year, a couple of years back, and I kept trying to sign different policies and I kept having chargebacks and stuff like that because niggas didn't want to pay. They got doggone deposit and they didn't want to keep up on their premiums and stuff like that. Had me losing money. So I definitely, truth, you gave me a flashback, Doc. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but when you help folks, and my whole thing wasn't with the life insurance, it was with commercial insurance. My first cousin, I done gave him the whole game of what to do. He listened to some chick that he trying to, what, whatever, we ain't going to do this. It's a family show. But anyway, he going to listen to her, and it all backfired, and then he come back to me. And I said, you know what, cuz? I love you, man, but I can't do business with you because you don't listen. I, 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 want, I, want, I want a clientele of people. Not that I'm just the overall just grand boobob of, of stuff, but certain stuff that you just say, bro, that's not in your best interest, you know, um, to do that kind of stuff. Um, that's where I'm at. So it's all good, though. Them flash, them, them chargebacks ain't no punk, though. Trust me. Man, they ain't no telling you. They ain't no punk. Them, them, them chargebacks that make you want to go find a joker with a flashlight in the daytime and beat him to death with it. That, that's how that's the chargebacks do them chargebacks make you on a foul bankruptcy. <laughs> Man, y'all, y'all might be using might be using the wrong merchant processing. You know that's what I do. You need to find another place that does it that really helps you dispute the and win those chargebacks for y'all. So to get your money back. But yeah, that's what I, I work for. I might have to check that out. Well, I don't have too many charge. Well, I don't do it now anyway. Uh, most of the times, even now, if I face uh, chargebacks in my business, it's just if somebody partner and when they partner, we automatically pull whatever they offering is out of their account. And if they don't got it in their account, we might get a chargeback then. But I didn't even got better at that. If we pull from your account one time and it ain't enough, oh, we good. We good. We just gonna yeah, we good. We, we go. We, we gonna wait on you. We gonna debt it to you. We gonna credit it to you. We gonna wait on you because uh, you ain't finna cost us money trying to collect our money from you. Hey, what? Amen. Amen. Shameless plug, though. If you would like to connect with us and partner with us, you can always click the link above to partner with the Limitless Alliance and Amari's Fan Ministries. But, uh, Julie, it's on you. I seen that you had dropped um, a news alert in the chat saying that it was an active shooter at a higher, what is it? Yeah, a school. Well, what was going on? I didn't even get the alert. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, um, what's up? Now, what was the question? 
we was just uh, checking out. We was giving final remarks, and I was uh, commenting on what you had dropped in the chat about that uh, school shooting or something. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But um, but for the year, you wouldn't believe guys. I don't. I haven't. I have no goals. I didn't do anything. I just wake up like it's a normal day. I haven't done anything yet. So one thing I probably did is go for my business. I already did that from last year. Other than that, I just wake up like the regular days, a regular day. I'm looking, you know, I have friends, I'm alone, so I travel alone by myself. So I haven't seen what I need to do to go to 2024 yet. <laughs> I just take it one day at a time. Okay, okay. Julie, you leaving anything in 2023? Yeah, I can see that. Like I tell you, I'm a loner. So, wow. I, yeah, so I do everything by myself, travel by myself, do go to dinner by myself, do everything by myself. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I do everything by myself. So I haven't figured what to leave as yet. Like I tell you all, this New Year's, I'm it's like a normal day to me. I I didn't come with no goal, no aspiration, no resolution, none of those this year, for the first time in years. Just wake up like a normal day. I wake up on New Year's like it's a normal day. Well, understandable, yeah. understandable. Hopefully, in 2024, you are gaining some more friends then. So you can have some no, I ain't looking forward to. <laughs> I think I do bad all by myself. <laughs> well, hey, I get you. You right? You can do bad all by yourself. I go home. I don't have no. Listen, my house is so peaceful. I don't even. I have no kids. No, no, no. I go home. All I hear is the clock ticking. That's it. Nothing else. No more. I turn on the TV. <laughs> Sleep when I feel like. Bed when I want to be. Nobody nagging me. I'm content. Facts. Ain't nothing else to do to do but rest then. Well, I rest, hope you have a rest, travel, and eat. Rest, travel, and eat. Yeah. Well, take me with you. I'm down. I'm down. I don't got no. Oh, I'm going to Dubai next. You need to go to Dubai with me. Okay, I'm down. Just give me, you know what I'm saying, a month in advance, three months in advance so I can save some money. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. All right, K Nick, I got you next. Final remarks of what are you leaving in 2023? Hello? Okay, he might be busy. He might be somewhere else. Elder, I'm going to throw it over to you, last but not least. Uh, conversation was good as always. If y'all heard noises, I'm back at work today. So I'm inside the Walmart. I'm excited. I am leaving people's opinion of me in 2023 and how I deliver things and what I say. Uh, personally as well, what God gives me to say, I don't care. I'm just going to give it and keep it going. Uh, I do solicit y'all prayer because I'm speaking tonight on a uh, Facebook live at 11, and it's 11.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's what my focus, that's where my head is right now. And Leaving people's opinion of me and how I do and what I do in 2023. Amen. Amen. I'm with you when you're right. I'm with you when you're right. All right. Well, I think that's it then. If K Nick uh, is, is, ain't back, I think everybody in check there. I think that's it for us on today. 
Yeah, I really do. I think that's it for us today. I want to thank you guys for coming into the room with me, having these conversations with us each and every day of the week. Even right now, when I'm not able to upload the podcast, y'all can still see that people will still be in and out, still always listening, still always watching. And y'all see that I even go live now only to, you know, help the people out that can't get on the podcast and don't be able to hit a replay because there are people that be reaching out, asking them, asking questions about y'all, asking questions about me and why I ain't posting the podcast and all that other stuff. Like, this is growing. Even though for it's just to be a few of us in the room sometimes, I believe that we are making an impact not only in each other's lives, but in the lives of every person that's connected to this room. So I want to thank you guys and show my appreciation to you guys as always. Um, you guys know that if you guys have any song requests, if you guys have any questions or any topics that you guys want to um, bring up, if you guys ever want to connect with us and partner with us, you can always click the link above and go to AmariusFan.com backslash Waking Up With The Prophet, where you can find all the links that you need, whether it be partnering, sending in songs, sending in questions, whatever the case may be. You can also find all the old episodes from last year on WakingUpWithTheProphet.com or, I mean, yeah, whatever the case may be. But um, I think that's it for me right now. Dr. Pat. I'm throw it over to you for you to press on now and then we're gonna end this room father we bless you we thank you for we thank you for every listener every person that participated in great conversation god bring us back to this appointed place at your appointed time to give your name praise lord and honor in jesus name we pray amen 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 well, I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye.